This is the FWZ Talk Podcast, talking about anything and everything with all the stars of CAW and virtual wrestling. With your host, the Jam Code, and his guest for this evening, owner of Anime Championship Wrestling, Hockey. You're listening to the FWZ Talk Podcast with your boy, the Jamco, once again, bringing you the podcast of the stars of all CAW. And I'm really excited to be bringing this episode because it's been in the works for a long time and it's been in the works for a long time because I've been trying to get that little sneaky Hakeem Johnson. Keeps worming his way all over the place while I try it uh, <laughs> Try and get him, but I got him. Hook, line, and sinker. We're, <laughs> we're going to be having a good old, uh, a good old conversation about uh, our favourite topics, such as professional wrestling and CAW. But you know what? I'm not sure if uh, this is the sort of first platform. But um, of course, we will, uh, we'll sort of get into that, and uh, with with all that as well, we're going to be sort of talking for the next couple of hours or so, talking about uh, different topics. Of course, talking about the man. Hakeem Johnson, as well as everything else in here. So let's talk to the man of the hour, Mr. Hakeem Johnson. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. Um, I, I got to be honest with you because I mentioned this before we even went live, but uh, I am currently drinking some Bombay gin. So Ooh. no matter where, no matter where this is going to go within the next hour, nation, but it should be a fun ride as we get to that hour. But uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Um, I know you've been working on trying to. Trap me into your trap here, and uh, it's it's a good time. Good time to be here. I actually find it interesting that you just said you're um, drinking Bombay gin because I've many different podcasts I've had, and we've got into a conversation about alcohol. I have actually been shitting on the people that drink gin. Hey, listen, I, I, I am a gin and whiskey guy, man. It's like with Bombay gin, I wouldn't call it being an alcoholic. I just would call it a professional drink. I think that would be the pr- proper term. I don't know about over there in America, but in uh, here, there's a lot of gym bars opening up. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of gym bars. It's becoming like the cool thing. A lot of uh, a lot of beer drinkers on this show, and a lot of whiskey drinkers. They kind of they don't like gin, you know. They're not fans of it. Well, I mean, I'm not one to shit on one's taste here, but I'm probably going to. But uh, I think gin's not the worst thing in the world. It's not like tequila or anything, right? Oh man, no, that's that's just deadly. That is. Yeah, it's called tequila for a reason, dude. You uh. What's your sort of your gin of choice? Uh, usually like you know, I mean Bombay or uh, Seagrams. Seagrams is another one. Uh, I'm I'm more whiskey than like gins. Those your makers. I won't do Jameson though. I mean that's that's Jameson something that I just do not get. I tried it. I almost died twice. Jameson, yeah, the, that's interesting. The way, yeah. It's more. I I get it. It's like it's, I know it's an Irish whiskey, so it's like. More probably intertwined with you guys, but I'm personally, so uh, I don't get it. I drank it with pickle juice one time, and it didn't work for me either. Pickle juice, dude, it's an think too much into it. I've never heard that, dude. Have you you've you've uh you've you right or have you before? Say that again. Have you have you came to? 
America or have you visited nope. America? Nope, never been, never been. Oh, you pure soul, man. Don't if, come here with caution is what I would tell you. Well, you know, now, if you come to California, if you come to California, I'll personally invite you to one if you will. You heard that, people. He said it here live, which means he's got to go through on that offer because now I have it on recording. I have evidence of it. You know, many people have, uh, it, okay? Many people have uh, have invited me to Old American, but you know, I'll, I will of course get there one day. Got to got to see all my pals from uh, from across the pond, as it were. Maybe maybe we'll make it. Of course not now. I mean, good God, can you imagine that now? Whew. Well, I mean, yeah, we're getting a little bit occupied. I I, I don't see that happening anytime. Probably uh, first shots on me. How about that? Yes, I'm, I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah, but you're probably going to get me to yeah. either, aren't you? Yeah, probably. But when you do eventually come here, it's going to be like Hakeem. Remember, I'm like, fuck, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that you're going to bring up, which may a lot, a lot of people may not know, is when I, of course, people know that I used to be in uh, CAW, do all that stuff years ago when I was younger, and then uh, had a bit of a break and then came back. You, uh, I was a name that sounded familiar to me. And I thought, I swear I've spoken to Hakeem Johnson before. It sounded familiar because actually in my Skype, you're a contact in there. And my memory is kind of hazy. And I think to right. myself, you and I must have talked um, down, you know, down the line previously, especially because I know we both know uh, Edgar and, and, and all that stuff, because I used to do a couple of stuff with it years ago. Uh, so, you know, I feel like we've crossed paths, but I can't honestly remember, you know, what, what, what that kind of was. I, I think look, because my thing is like my memory back then used to be extra sharp. Not so much these days, but I believe during that time it was like so it was like ACW. Edgar had RKDA or RCWF. I think at the time, I think there was a PAWL with the Clifton, and then I Kazarians with um, shoot, I, I it slipped out of my head. But there was the big four, um, and I know with. Edgar Loudon was there as well at, yeah, yeah. Uh, during when he was just like a little baby. Um, we were like cultivating within that circle. And I think you even mentioned during our DMs that, you know, we had a Skype call once upon a time. So I, I don't know the extent of that Skype call, but I think we were probably talking. But um, yeah. at the end of the day, um, and I know you're probably getting to it when we get into it, but it's like, it's, it's a little real in a sense to see how things have evolved not just with what i do but with the cw community in general um yeah. it's 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 different than when i first started out i can i can tell you that much absolutely that is a topic we'll be coming up to uh so towards the end and, and that's kind of things we're going to bring in for because um me and me and Lauren we were kind of friends back then and we had done i think a couple of commentary uh shots on uh edgar's show a few times which uh, sort of brought the anime stuff in. And again, it, there's people that I can sort of say, oh, he's talked to you. You never know. Maybe we didn't like each other. Maybe that's a, a thing in the past. Mm -hmm. Maybe we were sworn. Well, if you're the guy, I don't know, man. It might, it might be the case. This might yeah. be a full circle thing. Well, if uh, if we were, it's kind of interesting because uh, our younger selves have grown and uh, we're here to, to make peace if we ever were. But I'll probably imagine it was your fault. Cause it's always the uh, you might be and just because you're right doesn't mean you gotta say it i mean well geez. so when we talk about you when we talk about the stuff that you do we most people would either know you at two things one would be of course the the anime championship wrestling and then 
a lot of you would be in a lot of the debates and a lot of the conversations when it actually comes to professional wrestling and you're you are all over uh, a lot of those uh, topics whether whether it come up about stories whether it come about characters maybe any of the, the tragedies or the, the the big topics at the time uh, especially on twitter and all those things but we'll, we'll come to the professional wrestling side um, around it we'll talk about anime championship wrestling now of course you were similar to me in Maybe, I mean, I don't know again how old you were, but I was kind of around 14, 15, doing it around that sort of 2006, 2007, and doing a couple of research on you. Am I uh, safe to say that no, um, I was going to say no DQ, then ACW was around about 2006, which it started? Yeah. Um, so with your origin with ACW, um, it's funny because I think I've briefly mentioned it, but not fully mentioned it. I was, uh, I would think I was like eighth grade, barely getting to freshman year in high school, but, um, it's pretty much not watching really anime. I wasn't really following anime around that time. I kind of grew out of it after the whole DBZ phase and the whole Pokemon stuff. I just wasn't really into it. And, um, I started getting back into it in a way because you had your Naruto's and your One Piece's coming out at the time. And, I, I was slowly getting into it, and then I just was looking around, seeing a lot of e-feds around during the time, too. And I was looking into it, thinking, okay, well, let me go ahead and, you know, put, like, matches together of different characters and type it and create a website and just post it there and uh, just have people look at it. And I was all in on that. I was looking to do that. I had it. It was called Anime Wrestling Federation. It was called, like, AWF at the time, actually, which wow. is ironic enough. But... And then I um, I stumbled onto a young like YouTube because YouTube was barely like probably one or two years old at the time and I ended up finding up a colleague called No DQCW and I was watching that amazed with the likes of Luigi and Link and Sagat and Mr Clean and watching Wade need him and uh, Bobby Spade do voices over commentary and I thought this was the coolest thing I have ever seen and I was like two on the gamecube and like hmm i mean i guess i can give it a go i I can't promise that i'll be any good but i can at least give it a shot and you know with those things and those things put together um without no dq card i say it all the time whenever i can but without it there is no ecw at least in its current and when i started putting things together i was doing the whole thing i was like just barely into freshman in 2006 at you know my high school and uh together like video game you know cases and had the camera on top to put a good angle so i can record the <laughs> matches on on the tv <laughs> for, that, for that kind of standard i didn't have a capture card for my name and you can just hear my parents talking in the background you can just hear me pressing the buttons on the uh, com- controller yeah i think there was something special ironically enough with those kind of things because it just you and i and i wish i had those clips and unfortunately i don't um they're lost forever but, uh, when I was doing those things, I look back at it and, and I think to myself, I didn't think I would do this for long because I wasn't just something like, okay, I mean, I'll record some things, put it together on YouTube, see what people like about it. If they don't like it or people aren't watching, I'll just stop doing it and just move on with something else or just, uh, you know, it started getting a little small but slow following and um, I just started continuing on with it. And uh, that was basically. I wrote down like 
like, I don't know, I think it was like 20 anime characters and Teen Titan characters, putting them all together and writing them on paper and saying, okay, these are the people I want from this ACW league. And then I just started doing it, and uh, I guess the rest is history. But that's where that's where the origin of ACW uh, 2006. So we talk about that particular time, and when I look through your sort of your sort of catalog of videos on your YouTube channel, it, it roughly goes back about uh, sort of five, six-ish years. So in terms of the rest of that, do you have that anywhere, or is that all gone? Unfortunately, like. Super old school ACW fan out there that was just downloading stuff, or there's a website I just forgot at the time that I haven't went back to check. Because um, you know, with Toei Animation and WWE, uh, they struck down my first channel. This is not my the current YouTube uh, channel isn't my first channel. It's my second one, 15 that I had, uh, which was like a personal channel, but then it turned into an ACW channel. Uh, it was struck down by Toei and WWE eventually, and, and, and without notice too. I couldn't even have any download them so i just and that was during the time where not a lot of people well some people but not a lot of people thought to back up their yeah you know just like putting it on the internet and then you know everything flies wherever they fly but that's that's that that and it sucks because i think about it a lot when they want to see old content it's like mm. if i could i would if i could give you that content i would i would have done it a long time ago and unfortunately but maybe one day, I mean, I'm crossing my fingers here, but maybe one day I, I can find more content that I haven't been looking for. Or I just don't remember to look. That's where we stand right now. So whenever I watch an anime, <laughs> and whenever I watch an anime and I see the Toei animation intro, I'm not like, fuck Toei. I'm <laughs> still a little, a little bitter about that, but it is what it is, man. You, you live in your when we when we sort of think about the, the topic of anime and things like that, everyone's sort of divided on it because you sort of it, it's it's almost a, a marmite type thing where if you if you like anime, you know you 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 don't just like it, you love it, you're one hundred percent involved with it, and if you're not, you're completely turned off in it. What do you think it is right. about anime that people are, are really sort of struck by that? What's appealing about it? Oh, when I, when I've AW in two thousand and six, like formally, um, I. I wasn't seeing anyone, and I'm not trying to discredit anybody that may have been. There wasn't anyone prominent that was doing an anime-centric CAW league, and you know the the rep at the time in the mid 2000s, you were watching anime, or Naruto, is that you were weeaboo, like you were essentially like somebody that loves the Japanese culture a bit too much as a Westerner, and that you yeah. take it and all that kind of stuff. And I, and it's funny to me because like I've never ever consider myself a weeaboo i never ever considered myself as somebody that would co-opt um i just have an appreciation for it and anime is one of those appreciations that come with it and you know it was it was a it was at a time where it was vilified let's just be honest like anime yeah. looked upon as like a leper and me when i first started coming into acw with it i used to get a lot of like public and even personal attacks about it and you know a lot of people just call me a weeaboo you know people saying that i you know spent too cartoon or that even so far as to like go a step further and just allege that i might be a pedophile or some shit like that yeah. and you know it, it, it was um like it maybe the way because the way i was built the way i was raised like it didn't initially bother me too much in my head 
it did irritate me a little bit because it it's a stigma when it comes to you know watching or pre being involved with something anime and that you get this uh, notion that you are lesser than a being or you're lesser than a person and, you know also you know being a black person likes anime that was like uh at that time at least it was very taboo it was um mm. it was very um it's just the the, the no men or black people don't publicly acknowledge their fandom for anime and it's like i never got that personally obviously i never got that i just like i like I tell people that I like it. If people do, that's cool. If people don't, that's cool too. People have different tastes. But I, you know, I guess maybe you can say like salts and those personal attacks that it fueled me to make sure HW was better. Like it fueled me to the to be like I people that are attacking me get the better of me because then they win. So I was like, I'm gonna make ACW the best I can be, and people that don't like it are gonna have to deal with it. Yeah. So I cultivated and I improved it and I and I crafted all I can with ACW and to the point where now now in 2020 like you know multi-billion dollar industry it's become such an acceptable form of entertainment now not just like in the cult aspect of it it's like worldwide now yeah and even like now even like people like that, that are like me they can publicly acknowledge now that they can, that they do watch Naruto or that they do watch you know one much like fairy tale stuff or anime like that to where they don't have to be ashamed of it or they have, don't have to hide their fandom and i and i think it's gone a long way i'm i'm not like resentful for that i'm just more so proud of the advancement of where anime and a lot of people that are in that fandom have gone to where people for it or they don't judge you for it they just simply just accept it or if they aren't really with it they're like okay at least they have something that they like and 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 CAW. I've always been someone that's about positivity. I've I've always been somebody that wants to uplift and help people that are in as me or in the age range or maybe in the same personality as me, and they don't have a voice to speak up for them, but they can watch ACW to escape that real whatever they may be going through. If I ever have one person, and I've had many people throughout my years here that have personally messaged me and said, you know, thank you for ACW go through a lot of things in my life that I don't know what I would do without it. If, if I've done that with one person, which I have, it's, it, it's made it be worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. That'd be worth it for me and for them. Well, it's interesting when we talk about the, the, the subject of anime, it kind of reminds me of the comic book thing where, you know, 10 years ago, if you read comic books or you're like superheroes, it was, you know, everything right. that was based for kids was, was lame. It was beneath and as generations change, as it gets into pop culture, of course, the, the, the comic book business, the, the Marvel universe, you know, that whole, as a multi-billion dollar, you know, cinema franchise. And same goes, to, and a little bit of wrestling, although that's always a little bit of a, a you know, mismatch type of thing, but that goes the same for, for anime. And that's kind of a, a sort of the current thing that's, you know, booming and has been booming for, for many, many years. And this is going to be a bit of a vague question because I ask people this and they kind of look at me like wide eyes, like, which am I meant to choose? If I was a person that was looking to watch anime what would you recommend to me to watch well well see i'm a 90s kid so like in terms of like old school anime like i would have to like recommend original dragon ball not dragon ball the original dragon ball to me is my favorite anime of all time because it's like it set the tone for what dbz in the whole series 
But other stuff like Cowboy Bebop, I think, is another one that would be very interesting for the storytelling and for the characters behind it. Um, Sailor Moon. I think Sailor Moon's also a good anime. Yeah. Um, I think also, like, stuff like uh, Ghost in the Shell, um, uh, Neo Genesis, Evangeline. You know, old school anime like that. But then if you're talking about current anime, you know, tell you, like, Attack on Titan or Promised Neverland or... Uh, or anime like that that I can personally attend to, or Yuri on Ice too. It's a figure skating anime with a lot of like same sex, same sex. It's a good storytelling that doesn't use that as a crutch, which I appreciated. And you know, st- you know, stuff like that. Like there's, there's my thing with anime is like it's the same thing with wrestling. I like it's that there's something for everybody. You know yeah. what I mean? There's like there's a variety to where somebody like you that may not be well in tune with anime or maybe that whole form of entertainment for the first time there's something for you you just have to look a little dig you got to dig and look a little into it but there is something for everybody like with wrestling yeah thing about pro wrestling there's something for everybody you like the, the the most successful wrestling companies that i've been able to witness they have a variety to where if you like there it is if you like your brawling there it is if you like your eccentric characters there it is if you like your storytelling there it is if you like this if you like that it's something for everybody and i think like form of entertainment whenever you go to comic books anime wrestling what have you i think when people try to stream like when people try to go to stream and that's the only way it has to be it ignores the evolution of said entertainment and i think in order to modern society and the modern uh, upheaval of fans that want to be into what you're doing you have to adjust properly or else you're going to side and that's just the way things are that's the way history has shown with any form of entertainment so uh, you know with anime i think it has evolved in such a way to where ask me that and no one will judge you for asking that or judge me for answering that back when like a decade or two decades ago like people would be like uh people like a bit too much there if you ask me Uh, about that you know yeah one of the things that I find especially fascinating now with, of course, the change in the games in terms of creating is creating anime characters kind of, I've never done it myself, that's why I ask, must be a, an interesting <laughs> thing to do because when I when I think about the difference between now and then is, of course, if you were to create even a, a, a real wrestler back then, you'd go to your, your CAW.WS website and you'd find, you know, all the keys and turning the left eyelid point six three five whatever all these codes to try and make them as real as they can of course you've got the face capture now which i'm guessing would make it more easier for you how how do you create i mean of course people without the people that have already made some of these characters for you especially if you're going to create a new character that is from an anime but actually isn't on a community creations or someone else hasn't do that how do you go about creating that because with anything with anime, you're never going to get the exact thing. You're never going to get the exact attributes and the exact, um, you know, what you want to create with an anime character. So, like, you know, back then, like, it was a little easier in the sense to where I, I used to have, like, a code breaker. You know, you would have All a right, code yeah. breaker. Those, like, the code breakers or game sharks or what have you on my PS2 or whatever. And, you know, you would use cheat codes. You try to pass bylines to where you can get away it's obviously harder now to where you actually have to be creative. You have to actually, you know, put things into it to where it looks almost like the same thing. 
things. And with anime, whether it's the crazy ass hairs that they have, yeah, eccentric, you know, clothing that they may have, you're never gonna get everything right. So what I would do, what I usually do is like I, you know, take a picture of the anime character, and I just would just kind of look at the details and just would look at the thing the things that I can't and then I can just go on to the CAW portion of the game and then I just start creating while I'm looking at it so that way I can have a good perception of what I want to do like for example like um like with Yugimoto um for example the the main I his hair is crazy dude it's like he's got red yellow and black hair it's all spiky in one direction and spiky in another direction it's like there's no I can ever get that kind of hair, but I can at least try to where it doesn't look too out of place. So it's like, you know, luckily now, like the, like the tie dye option and they have like other different hairstyles to where you can kind of manipulate it. But, you know, I like stuff like that. There's there's certain times where you want to go, like there were characters I wanted to bring into ACW, but it's like, there's no way I can create them even if I tried. So it's like, I never brought them in, but it's fun because I, I gotta tell you, with like you know, original, original CAWs, you know, you know your Call of Honors, your Call All Stars, and the things like that. Yeah, I appreciate them because I, you know, since we're being candid here, but when I first started with CAW, I, I wasn't all that inter- all, I wasn't all that interested with you know original CAW. Right. I, I just really, I just it wasn't my thing. It, it wasn't something that piqued my interest. I guess. I guess I was more into the more fantasy aspect of things. Within the community, and as I started watching more programming and more product, and I did end up watching like COH and WEDF and oh, man. stuff of that nature. Yeah, stuff of that nature. You know, I, I realized that um, you know, original CW has their place too, and a lot of people put a lot of effort and work. Like somebody can create their own characters. It's a reflection of them. You know, it's yeah. like they can they they can create an original character and to send it to multiple leagues and they can be able to achieve accomplishments and set their own legacy as opposed to with a fantasy caw it's like well i own naruto you know i don't own a fucking um ichigo kurosaki that's for like the anime companies and distributors so you can't you can't ask me like what you know i've gotten people say like well can i use naruto's like dude Go ahead, dude. Like, I don't own them. Like, go ahead and use... So you should be glad that they do that, you know? You know? It's like, with, with the original CAW, it's like... And it's unfortunate, because I've seen people try to, you know, take those CAWs without permission. It's like, I, I, I'm i completely against that, because to me, you're stealing. That's stealing from somebody yeah. that has put their time and effort to create the CAW that is a reflection on them. Is when you do that, when you take somebody's CAW originally without permission, you're basically trying to say, oh, well... Fuck your effort. Fuck what you did all those nights you lost slept for. I'll take it anyway because I feel like and it's just yeah. that 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 kind of stuff doesn't fly with me. I'm glad you brought those uh, those those shows up and also sort of the original type of shows to so the fantasy type of shows. We've had guys on here who are probably been a bit more original character heavy and they've they've had this sort of bee in their bonnet about fantasy and you know, oh it doesn't work and blah blah blah. And you're probably probably a great person to ask when it comes to uh, fantasy because some of the other guys have been a bit of a mix in terms of they do a little bit of original characters, they do a little bit of fantasy. Yeah. One of the uh, things that the people who do the original characters say in terms of the criticism is 
uh, especially something like CCR, for example, where it kind of has a little bit of everything and it mashes it up together. They sort of talk about, well, how can an original character go against a fantasy character? How can you, you know, as, as people get a bit serious with, you know, wins and losses and, well, how, how can a fantasy character beat an original character? How are you meant to come back from that? And, and, and XYZ, what's your opinion on uh, the that, that kind of conversation in terms of a mix match? And also... Why is it that you've never tried to do any type of original character type of uh, characters? I that because that is actually a question I've been asked many times throughout my years. And, you know, like with CCL and DCA, like I can leagues like, you know, there's different sorts of leagues out there. There's like fantasy leagues, original leagues, hybrid leagues, maybe have even WWE simulation leagues. Yeah, I, I consider them in that you know category. So it's not like necessarily what I do, but it's it's not like an SCAW or stuff like that. But with that, it's like with see with anime, like you know, there's a thing with anime to where it's like characters get to be OP, like they overpower when with from the original. So what I did was that I take anime characters and put them in a pro wrestling setting. It's not like I have to take anime characters and they have to powerful or have the attributes as wherever they came from because then to me it would come off as cheesy and yeah. i know that's saying a lot for it. It, it just like i can't have like gohan and trunks um elevating beyond up, above the ring and then they're fighting like it's dbz it's like it's just not gonna work yeah so what i do is take like anime characters and i put them in a pro wrestling setting that you'll be used to seeing like in wwe or AEW or new japan or whatever and i let the chits but with original, it's like you can do that. Like you can do original and fantasy characters colliding. You can have them fight. It's just a matter of how you are implementing that. How either or those characters are able to supply whatever attributes that you give them. And, you know, what with me, it's like. Me, the, the reason being like I have never done original, an original CW of my own, unless it's like commentary or whatever. But the reason. Because, like, I, I feel like, at least when I was starting out with, with um, CAW, like, you had to be in a part, you had to be a part of a certain circle, or you had to be a part of a, a certain, uh, right. I guess, you know, certain connection, if you will, of yeah. people you had to get your name out there or to where you're going to be put in a consistent role. And, you know, credit to CAW now, like, to me, it doesn't it's as bad as it was back then because I will, I'll tell you right now, like CW back then, it was a hustle. It was a struggle mm -hmm. to get through. Like you had, had to create like an hour long show and you had to upload it on mega upload file front or whatever the fuck. And you had to post it on call underground and you might not even get a underground. You might not even get a showcase on the uh, list of CW shows that week. Mm. And no matter how hard of an effort you put, there's certain people those top spots to where it was cutthroat ironically enough if you can believe that or not like it would be a yeah. cutthroat situation to where people would put their into doing the show and they can't get a look they can't get a promotion they can't get a shout out because you're not part of a circle or you're not knowing this guy this guy does and then when they do look at it they try to undermine credit it and they try to shit on it to where it's labeled as 
CW or this isn't what CW is all about. And I, I, I find that I just find that shitty because I, I've known a lot back then that put a lot of effort into CW and their shows and they don't do it anymore because of that. They don't yeah. they don't they don't they don't aren't a part of that community anymore because of the way things went. Like I can tell you like my first hiatus, right? My first hiatus uh to Animania 2, the infamous Animania 2, but after that I took a break and, you know, cuz of real life and shit like that. But then I came wow. back I think you know, I think I came back around for the third season and uh I know a lot of my fans and a lot of people in general would that was the whole Gohan becoming a heel and all that kind of stuff, but that was that was during a bad period on in my life and in my time where I was looking at the community at the time, you know, a certain circle was doing their best to ruin the community that I've and that we're trying to make it their community, not everybody else's. And, you know, add that with the whole Warner music, trying to take down every God. Yeah, I remember that. On YouTube at the time. That was, that was that. I mean, it, I mean, it's now back then. And then that's just personal shit in my life. It's like, I wasn't enjoying this. Like I, I, me coming back here, it was like, it was a chore. And whenever I feel like I'm doing CW as a chore. Yeah don't want to be a part of it like i don't want to um i just don't want to do it so that's why i left i think i think after three months i just left yeah it, it was it, like it became a shit show it became like a cesspool of toxicity and hate in a lot of ways to where a lot of car owners and these car creators that i was growing up with save a few extra ones like they weren't here anymore because it became just such an unbearable place to be a part of Man. I I, hear you. I I remember back I'm in. Uh, I was going to say I I remember uh, what you're talking about, especially with with, with that, and we talk about change and things like that. It would always be particular guys on that totem pole at the top who would almost, you know, try as much as they could to keep control of those spots. Anybody else that tried to, I guess, break in, or even the lower guys that tried to to, to get through, wouldn't be able to. Because it was part yeah. of that group, you had to be a part of that group to even be uh, a somebody, as it were. And of course, those guys have kind of fizzled out a little bit. And I, and I do know, as you mentioned, people who ran sort of went away from the whole scene because of either being, you know, mocked or, or anything else like that. Which is a shame because you know this is something that's meant to be fun. It's something you can get your sort of creative juices flowing. And you know, I mean, there's still few of them out there, and you know, they they still try to kind of make their mark, but it's very much them still trying to hold on to control because they're they're sort of fizzling away. But you know, it's right. it's, it's it's sort of making people aware who maybe have started now that actually it's a lot better to what it used to be. It still could be better, but also at the same time, it's it, yeah, it's, it's it's toxic in its weird way of trying to make sure that they are you know the standard to, to everybody else as opposed to. You know, in a weird way, and I don't know why people would think like this, to kind of make sure that they tear down other people's shows to make themselves feel better. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I mean, I won't mention their names, but I mean, people listening probably can get a sense of who get a, get a sense of who I'm referring to because it's really not important or relevant to me, at least. But uh, you know, it's 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 a shame because like this community, you know, at the at that time was on the cusp of something because like. 
I mean, during the golden era. So, yeah. like, you know, you had, like, SMF and ICCW and NGW and No DQ Call was still running SCW on the same year as I did. Um, so, and um, we, you know, we were at a time where CAW was really thriving. And then when I came back, like, it, it felt like it was either stagnant or it was just on the decline because certain people at the top just didn't see the forest through the trees. And yeah. Stifle that progress, and and I'm glad to see now, now in 2020, like, like I've said it before, I said it last year too that uh, we're like in a second golden era right now. Like, there's so many, so many great colleagues out there that are just working together, yep. that are just trying to put each other, make sure that they put on the best possible product or best possible entertainment to date. To where even like you know WWE games and people that are with. Or like people in wrestling in general are just like looking into CAW now. Like they actually yeah. acknowledge CAW as something like, oh man, this is a cool alternative form of that I either I'm not aware of or are starting to grow to something to where we can't ignore it anymore. So it's it's it makes me smile because now like the way people are trying to create now, then are trying to work together, and as long as people try to do that, then CAW will always thrive. It'll like, you know, with me, I make it the point to be, I don't give a fuck who you are. I really don't. As long as you are here in this community and you're together and you're here to grow, you're here to create, you're here to procreate. If you want to do what is best for you and that's best for the community, you are more, more than welcome to be a part of this community. And that's what I make it know with ACW. Like, I don't care where you're from. I don't care what background it is. I don't care what it is. Like, as long as to cause trouble as long as you're not here to cause drama as long as you're here to really help the community in acw and in cw in general be something great welcome to enjoy my product and enjoy other people's product and i think that should be the mantra going forward it's a new decade you know it's a new year it's a new era in cw yeah people need to, that's what the mantra should be or else you're gonna be falling behind and you have no one to blame but yourself if that's the case absolutely and one of the one of the things I was actually thinking about that you know we talk about you do an anime characters compared to uh, original characters. I'm thinking to myself, well, actually, you know, it's, it's it's a good thing because one of the negatives of people who have original characters, they've got to go through all the bullshit of the people who want to who want to go over, as it were, or who don't want to win, or who don't want to lose, or the way that they're booked and all that stuff. Whereas you know, for yourself, you don't have all that crap because it's not like you know Joe Higashi comes up to you and goes, you know, I'm not going over, brother. <laughs> that all that that finishes. All right, you know it's like it's it's you know I will say this just I don't want to but I just want to say this if people should like I wouldn't be I a, a tyrant about it but it's like people should kind of be thankful that I'm not within like if I ran my own original CW league like, like me running it like people be happy that I don't because yeah I wouldn't put up with that shit like it just with me it's like you everyone has a role to play wrestling like everybody has a role to play sometimes you're meant to be a main event sometimes you're meant to you know be a good hand i guess quote unquote sometimes you're meant to be a comedy and to be this that. there's no like negativities in terms of that don't you do it well and if you're doing it well to the to where you exceed it yeah you can get a put a story here and with me it's like i wouldn't i wouldn't tolerate people trying to um usurp i guess the way i would plan things it's like 
you're here to do something and you're here to put on the best showcase you can. And if you do, if it doesn't work for you, then you don't have to be a part of it. You don't have to be a part of that league. There's other probably want to take your, uh, your, your talents to better use, I guess. But like, I, it's like, cause you, you can't let the inmates run the asylum all the time. You like, think that they dictate your league you yeah. can't let them do that you have to at some point i'm not saying you have to be an asshole right i'm not here to say like you have to be tired of you have to put your foot down and be no, like you're no right. you're right yeah like, like no this is the story where we're going with this is the match that you're going to win or lose to and that's just the way it is and if i can get you to where you need to get to cool if you don't then we can separate here and you can do your thing and i'm going to continue to do my thing that's just the way i see that well, again, no, no, necessarily character or, or anyone in particular is, you know, man or woman is bigger than your show. So it's exactly. it's standing to say, this is what I'm doing with you. If you don't like it, you know, jog uh, on. But at the same about the same time, I'm communicating with you, and also you're kind of ruining it for everybody else because we're a team here, and you're making it about you rather than everybody else who needs a a, a try or, or wants to get involved. It's unfortunate because, like, it's like I mean, like, if you compare it to like if you like say you're working, right? Like for the most part, if you're yeah, a job or you're just working in general. It's like you're not going to be your boss and say, uh, fuck it, I want like a $30 an hour fucking position. And say, oh, okay, well, you just said it loud enough. I guess I'll have to give it to you. Yeah. No, he'll laugh you out of, your, he'll laugh you out of the fucking office and you're going to do your job or quit. Or he'll make you quit. And that's just the way to, at the end of the day, I mean, I know, look, I know CW is a hobby. It's not like we're getting paid <laughs> directly to do this. It's not like it's an actual business. Like, you have a job to do, and it's like, if you don't do your job well, or if you are being irrational about the job you're doing, then it's like, what what, what, what use would I have at that point? There's other people that would want your position, that do want your position, that are working hard to get your position. And if you're just going to spoil, like, like you said, like, if you're going to spoil for everybody else, if you're going to just continue to be a nuisance, then I'll give it to somebody that is actually... Mm -hmm. and wants to be here period one thing i gotta commend you on and i'm checking them out right now you make some sweet championship title belts let me tell you they are <laughs> really really nice like in terms of you know not necessarily color scheme but just the difference between them and just kind of how it how like a puzzle that just comes together and I'm, I'm checking them out i'm like damn you're kind of making me a little bit jealous i'm gonna be honest hey i mean don't hit the player hit the game bro i don't <laughs> tell you man <laughs> Well, I'm looking at a little I'm, bit of a yeah, yeah. It's just um, it's just kind of uh, not necessarily you know using some of the stuff in game, but it it each one is unique. Nothing similar. It's all different to each one, and that's what I like about it. Yeah, it's um, I'm a little bit of a uh, belt mark, if you will, in general. Yeah. Like not wrestling, but like boxing, MMA, shit like that. It's like I like the aesthetics of something. Like I like the aesthetics of like a belt. So, so like. And, you know, like, it's, um, like, with my titles, like, anything that I create, like, you know, CW, I give, like, you just a lot of distinction to what I do. Like, I don't have fast to where it's like, okay, let me choose the default CW, put a different hair on it. Yeah. That'll, that'll, that'll do. Or, like, I get, I get a belt, it's like, okay, uh, let me get the big gold belt, add my logo, maybe change the color scheme, and, uh. It's not like that. Like I, I treat every title different because every title is different to me. Like I don't 
like with the Excel and Impulse World, it's not just because like one's green and one's blue. It's simply the simply the fact that the Impulse World title or of the lineage because it's been consistently longer in ACW as with Excel because it took a little break during the time. Excel, it's it's like in your face. It describes the brand. Like yeah. impulse, the impulse is like compared to the two. The impulse brand is the legacy brand, and except in your face attitude. So I try to put those two belts along with their, you know, corresponding belts along with them. I try to give them a personality. It is. I try to give each title a personality because it eventually will work into play with the character that wins it. Because it can either change them, it can either make them more and might even want them to lose it you know I, like i'm a big proponent of storytelling like yeah. i think storytelling is very vital important to wrestling and cw or in any form of entertainment because, fuck if i'm gonna watch like you know a wrestling match and there's no story i mean it's just two people fighting and it's so emotional investment behind That's that right. so it's like if i create a title that i clearly am just half-assing on people are gonna see that and investment behind whoever wins that title it's like oh well you know you won the fucking impulse world title but won it and it looks you know it, it, there's something behind every ACW at least up to this yeah. point to where it's like the story will guide you to where the ending or at least the conclusion will go like the conclusion is predictable quote unquote or you might know where the prediction the, the conclusion is going but it's the story to get there like we all know Batman is actually be joking story yeah. of how we get there that's the important part of it that's the whole point of it like unpredictability isn't always great yeah. <laughs> being unpredictable is dumb to me it's like it's stupid like but being predictable sometimes you're able to make your you're able to dictate your own pace you're able to slow down the pace but to implement stories and characters to where it's multi-layered there's things you can do with that so that's what like with the belts that's why i put so much effort into it because means something when somebody wins it and then when the viewer watches that person win it they can be like that means something to that character that's Absolutely. the entire point yeah storytelling is always uh the, the, the biggest uh you know part of of course what we do and also anything whether it be music and television and, and movies that i harp on about it on my podcast all the time especially with anything i think that's the thing that draws us to anything characters as well and you know you've got that with yours in particular and being able to do that stories continuously especially with you i know you sort of do your shows and seasons and you have breaks and things and, and you sort of alluded to it a little bit earlier when you talked about hiatus has there actually been a time where you've had a long hiatus where you've decided i'm done with this i'm i'm burnt out i can't be bothered doing this anymore oh yeah oh yeah i mean like i uh Evan, the first one um i came back and it was it wasn't the community that i fell in love with and I mean, I mean, if I mean, I'll just get into it a little bit more. It's it's a learning process, but uh, I, you know, I was going through, I was going through a lot personally. Like I was going through a lot of real life. Um, I was I was really depressed in a lot of ways. Like, mm-hmm. um, what's like the reason? Because I a lot of people because I'm the oldest of five wow. within my family. And uh, a lot of people, because like, I at the time I was being looked upon as like the black sheep, you know. So okay. it's like, I I I I didn't have like 
that and my family definitely didn't get it because um my my family is a traditional family like uh they came they actually were for their so um they uh i was conceived there but i was my family came to america in on new year's day and they had me two months later so i i was able to be an actual firstborn african-american here but at the same like obviously my family would understand like my parents would understand what i'm doing with jose w and yeah. my friends they i just wouldn't tell them so I, I felt like i was in a shell of my own and once i went to hiatus the first time it was it was like i had just left high school and graduated just went to college and things weren't going my way is that i take full blame for it wasn't always everyone else's fault it was my fault too and it was just i was just going i was going to a reckless route that I didn't see, in, that I didn't see the light yeah. at the end of the tunnel, and I guess that's why I came thinking, okay, I can come back and do this. But then, once I saw the community become what it was, it's like fuck, like, like I, I'm not having fun anymore. Like I'm not enjoying what to do. And there was a point where I was like, you know what, like, I, I, I think, I, I think I'm done, dude. I think, I think, I think. I can't do it anymore. Like, I don't want to come back and half-ass it and pretend like everything's fine when it's not. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, um, it's a reflection about, and I, and I, and I, and I know, and I know like with CAW, like there's a lot of people, you know, I don't want you or anybody, but I know there's a lot of people with similar stories to where CAW was their escape mm-hmm. and they came in to try to find ways to cope with real life and i'm no different and i and i all that's why i always think my fans that's why i always think my fans and the creators are part of without them like fuck man i i don't i don't want to be too morbid about that but it's the same time like i fucking wouldn't know where i'd be right now yeah 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 i wouldn't i, I don't know if I, I don't know if i'd be talking you know that's how that's how that's how much of a bad road i was going at the sure. time where it's like but when i but and um, you know, I would still have hiatuses here and there to, con- you know, to conflict with real life. But it wasn't yeah. as bad as that period was. Okay. I I knew that I knew with ACW and CW, like I, I'd be okay. Yeah. You know. So in a sense, when you have those hiatuses where you go away, regardless if it's sort of a, a dealing with life stuff or just kind of need a, a sort of break, what essentially brings you back to doing it again after you've had that time off? Oh fuck the anticipation, man! Like <laughs> the, antici- the the anticipation of just getting back to work and just putting together a new season. Like, like that's why that's why I usually have the high- yeah. I need a mental break, dude. Like I can't. This isn't like WWE where it's like a three hundred plus day thing. Like you can't fucking because yeah. there's gonna be times where we're gonna have a writer's block. Absolutely. Yeah. You just well you'll you'll try to find something or think of something and it's just not there. So it's like for my mental state and for my creative state, I need to take amount of time off after every animania and then once i am comfortable once i am refreshed once i'm rehabbed if you will i can come back in and i can just all this stuff because i know like because like with with the seasons like i would have like an entire season like like this current season we're in right now 
it's about to play out for Sell Impulse. I had it locked in like the first month of the last season. So that's how much I had. But because like certain hiatus here and there, it was killing me that I couldn't like showcase what I wanted to showcase. So it's like now that we're back in this like cool, now people can see what I really have in store that I've been trying to hold in for like fucking nine months now and all that stuff. So it's like it's it's fun, like patience, the adrenaline. Like I'm fucking like I've been doing this for like 14, 15 years. Yeah. And like I still get the goosebumps every time I seasons and I still have like that adrenaline to like provide the best sort of ACW people come to expect. And I know like fans they'll come up to you, you know, like, man, when is ACW coming back? Or is ACW ever gonna come back? And it's like I always tell them like ACW will never end unless I say so it's like ACW yeah. will never end. I give the order, obviously. Or I tell you personally, it's over. And it's like you know, like people, you know, people see and it's like, well, when is ACW gonna end? It's like, well, you know, I feel like it's time to end. And it's like it might be sooner than you think. And it's and at the end of the day, it's like I mean, with CAW, like I'm considered an OG now. Like the OG, like the the old heads that I used to look up to when I was first starting out. Now yeah. it's like I think it's like I think it's only like. In terms of what we do, like I think from uh, SCW that are still doing this from that era, from what we do, and it's like we're looked at now as the old guard, even though I'm not even thirty yet. But <laughs> it's like we're the we're the we're the, we're the old guard now because leagues and other creators will come up to Lone Star or I and kind of look up certain content or like tell us what they think about their league, and you know that's the great thing about CW now. So I can't speak for Lone Star, but for me personally, it's like a problem trying to help people that are just trying to get started out. It's like they are reflect they are a reflection of me when I first started out. It's like I want to help them ex- succeed. Can you know, like you know, with the UWL, you know, like them last season. It's like because I can see something in that with that league to where I used to, and I want him to be able to succeed in what he wants to do with his league. And with other people with their leagues as well, so it's 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 a it's a, it's a good evolution, if you will, you has done. And you know those hiatuses, I tell you what, like they have saved me a lot of time, patience, and energy. Thank God for them. Well, that then begs the question: How long will you be doing this for? I mean, I don't want to put any uh, definite timetable, if you will, but like I, it it might be sooner than a lot of people think. I think is I think that's the best way I can put it. Like, oh, I, like I don't I, I don't I don't tend to do this when I'm forty. Let's let's put it. You gonna do an Eddie Mac? Oh, well, Eddie Mac's the <laughs> exception. Though. Like Eddie Mac's like I, you know it's funny with Eddie because like I know Eddie was trying to ECL I think two years ago, two or three years ago, and I remember hearing that it's like, dude, like I think I even personally messaged him or told him straight up like, dude, you see, still have to do. Like if it's if it's your decision, I'm supportive of it. I'm all for it. I got your back. But so story and a lot of more things that they need to accomplish. And you know, through the likes of me and other people, obviously that are t- that like he's still here and for that. But Eddie Max the exception. But personally, like I don't see myself going as long as I going that long. I've gone quite frankly, like yeah. with so it's like with me it's like i have a legacy that i know will be looked back upon as something great as something innovative as 
that's all that I can ask for people that will look back at my time here in CAW. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I still have a couple more years, but, I mean, the the the, the same to run out, let's put it that way. Well, one of the, one of the things that I'm, I'm sort of questioning as well when it comes to sort of your show in particular is, of course, when it comes to sort of big communities, we're talking about back in the day, you know, the, the SMF, and we're talking about Core Underground and all these other places that we, we do. Of course, some of the some of the main places, the sort of more groups that are scattered around, a couple of the, the big ones, of course, are Core All-Stars and then a few of the, the VWU uh, ones as well. When I, when I think about you in particular in your show, you're not really necessarily sort of assigned to either of those groups because, of course, you're doing your own thing separately. I would suspect right. I would suspect if it was anything, you'd be kind of more the VWU route just because of the whole fantasy stuff. Have you ever – I know you put probably like a, a few things, but have you actually ever worked with any of those guys in terms of mashup shows? Yeah. Um, so the funny that's, – that's actually another good question, but because uh, with ACW, I'm, I'm very – my own thing so it's like it's everything that i do is canon with the, the acw world but with the vwu and the uh, call stars like first of all much respect to both of them stuff like that is what we need in this community quite frankly and two originally i was going to be one of the 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 of vwu oh really and yeah i was i was one of the um when the whole thing came to fruition i was going to be the uh the main uh heads i guess of it but that was but then i had took him a hiatus at the right right shut off i shut off every that i mean that didn't happen but I'm, in a way i'm kind of glad it did because and that's no disrespect to them just the fact that i i love working with um vw or call stars for for whatever they need like if say if um you know call stars needs commentary for me time or if uh vw wants to have one of my characters being one of their events or matches i have no problem with that as well i'm it's not like i'm choosing one side or or another if there's even a fucking side or what who knows but it's like um but it's like with me it's like i think i think with me it's like i'm willing to work with people that want to help this community grow into something great and i think with those two want to do that they might be in different attributes i guess but the, the same goal is there they want to help the become bigger than they want to be and and you know it's you know i'm in the hall of fame this year you know i was asked um to be a part of the hall of fame this year and i i accepted i thought it was holy shit i, mean, I have been doing this for a while you know it's like it's it's an honor first of all it's like an honor for call starts to think that my leg my my career CW is 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 legendary enough to where I can be a Hall of Famer. Um, well, I was actually you know. going to get into that a little bit later, but we might as well get into it now since you kind of brought it up. But as I would have usually said, you're going in the Hall of Fame, baby. You were, uh, yeah, you, man. You're going to be like the old, uh, the old veteran, the old grizzled veteran, uh, going on down the road and uh, doing that. What when when you get asked to do something like that, do you get straight up told, "Hey, I'm going to put you in the this Hall of Fame"? Or is it, hey, I'm thinking about putting you in the Hall of Fame. Would you accept it? How does a conversation like that actually come up? Oh, I was, um, I was privately messaged. Uh, I think a couple. Uh, hey, we were gonna put you in the Hall of Fame this year, and it's like, fucking, fucking great. Like, you know, it's like it's something that it's something that you know people 
I guess would think they would expect. But with me, it's even if I didn't get that invitation, you know, it's like it wouldn't have, it wouldn't bother me. You know, it wouldn't yeah. like it wouldn't like because I don't that it's like to me, it's like it's like peep, my 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 record will speak for itself when I'm done yeah. with it at the end of the day. It's like but for me, for, but for some personally ask me that it's like it's it's an honor because they look at me as somebody that is worthy of that spot. And it's like preached of that because it's a lot of fans old and new with ACW have stuck by me for so long. It's like I've taken so many breaks. I've been gone for so many times. It's like you wonder like if those fans would ever come back, if they're ever going to stick yeah, with yeah. you when you do come back. And it's like they do. And it's like, holy shit. It's like something. It's like we call all stars, you know, to do that. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, and I know Eddie's. In the Hall of Fame this year as well, yeah. you know, and Wolf obviously, who's done a phenomenal job in CW and outside of C. By the way, yeah, um, you know, Amber Stevens and all those guys, and it's just, it's like, it's 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 a it's a great thing. I think that's the best way to put it. It's like it's a great way to to make everyone a little closer when you. But um, you know, fuck all that though. The important thing though is that the speech is going to be great. Don't get me wrong. But it's 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 the clothing. I gotta get a special. Yeah. I gotta get a vers. I gotta get like a nice Armani suit that fits to my attributes. I I, I might have to bring some liquor. Well, I'm gonna bring some liquor, and I'm just gonna have to find a hotel that are important to me. Like the speech is the speech, but it's the visit to that spot to where I gotta think of things, Jamco. You gotta understand this, dude. Like yes. I'm thinking about things. I'm beyond the speech, my dude. I'm thinking big things here, dog. Well, your 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 rates go up for your uh, for your independence uh, your independent uh, viewings now. When uh, when you go out there and they'll be like, "Yeah, I'm a Hall of Famer now," so I get uh, I get double the uh, the standard fee. Hey, well, you know, brothers got to get paid. Yeah. Tell you that. Who uh, who's going to induct you? Um, Jamal Bedlam. Really? Um, the, yeah, the Savage. Well, now that is uh, interesting. Yeah, he acts or. Um, uh, yeah, somebody threw him axed, and you know, I said, Yeah, for sure. Because, like, he, um, like, people know him as a savage recently, but he's been an old school ACLB fan, like, from the very beginning. Like, yeah, yeah, he's been, a, he's been a fan since episodes of Excel and Impulse back in 06. So it's like, he would, he's like, he's basically like, I mean, there's others, but like, he is like. ACW historian, like everyone acknowledges him as the ACW historian. So it's like, who better than to put together my cop than Jamal? So I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, Jamal can definitely induct me. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Oh, that's kind of cool. I don't know if anyone knew that, but uh, I, I, I know that. So that's going to be. That's gonna be I cool. do want to tell Jamal though. Like, I was the first person, or at least one of the first people, that told him that he was going to be a big deal when he first came into. Like doing original CW, so I do want that on the record. Like so this, this he knows all, that I told this is him all that your then. fault then. Yeah, probably. <laughs> this, this, this is your fault. Why he's everywhere? Well, hey man, like you know, like I don't know what to tell you, man. Like Jamal's a savage. The man's got a mouth, as you all know at this point. He does. You know, actually, something that just popped into my uh, popped into my mind. We're talking about cool stars. Have you actually ever been at a cool all stars? I did commentary for them. I think last season for. Battle Royal, I think that uh, that's what it was. I, I, I feel yeah. like I've never heard you on it. And I think I did commentary for the uh, the multi league uh, women's 
too. I think oh, okay. like I've done I've done commentary for a CW uh, Call Stars, so okay. they're 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 a great group of people. Like I know Jay and all of them work extra hard to put together that kind of stuff, and others as well. Um, so I, I appreciate them for doing that. Like again, like I said, like you're talking to somebody that little to no interest with original CW. Now it's like I'm watching stuff of that nature. Now it's like wow, this is uh this is pretty dope. This is pretty cool, and it's like they. They put all the effort that they do to call All Star, and it's like I, I appreciate them for that. Like you know, it's 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 a, it's a good event. It's a great event to bring all CW leagues to really showcase what they have to offer to make it. The- so, kudos to them. Well, this is actually a good segue to uh, what my sort of next points are going to be. You talking about original characters and uh, sort of shows as well. What? Well, it could, it could be of all time, but also it could be sort of now. What shows are you watching that are sort of exclusively original characters, and what kind of characters is it that you've you've liked the most or, or like at the moment? Yeah. So okay. So with like with original CW, like come like compared to like fantasy and hybrid leagues, like you know I probably watch a little less, but I do keep up with them. Like I would, like, I say like Ben Hopkins, like I'm I'm a sucker. Oh god. I'm a, I'm a, I know. I know. I know. Blood. Reaction with him, but. It's, Man, listen, I the whole Ben Hopkins experience, man. It's like, um, it's it, it reminds me of a lot of just great heel work from yesteryear of wrestling. Can't help but like the little bastard. So it's like you gotta, you know, yeah, you, gotta, you gotta like that. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not a part of any war as between y'all. Right? Give my opinion. <laughs> well, I also, uh, yeah. I'll say I'll, I'll let you have that since uh, since you're a guest, but um, I've got to also voice that. <laughs> I'm slightly disappointed in you, Hakeem. Uh, hey, I'm not here. I'm, 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 I'm I, somebody's gonna hate me at some point. Everyone's gonna hate me at some point. But uh, Mason Chronic's another one. Like Mason is someone that has asked me about um, ACW as well in the past, and uh, he's done a good job for himself as well. Um, you know, fit obviously as well from Coh. Um, I also do watch Eldorado as well with what Ryan does as well. He's on Twitch, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, he's doing which, as a matter of fact, a lot of people are see a lot of leagues like switching there too now. I, and mm. I credit. I will say this about Ryan, like with uh, Ryan, like a bit of a motivator of me eventually joining Discord because yeah, I saw I saw him really get the ball rolling with Discord looking at what he was doing in his uh, metrics and all that and i'm like wow that's that's pretty that's a that's a pretty good deal there so i was like fuck it why not so i started establishing you know now our discord server is one of the more busier ones that i've seen um that we do so it's like i gotta credit him for that um that's another guy that um i've kind of kept my eye on he's really like everywhere now you know what i mean like every league like he promotes and that's another thing too and and, and Maybe I'm the wrong advice. If you are an original CW, right? Promote yourself. Like it, it goes a long way in terms of where you want yourself to where people are going to eventually see you and want to give you at least a try. And if you do excel at it, then look, that's another league that you can progress with. And yeah. with someone like Mikey, with someone like Mikey, like I always see him, like because I follow him on Twitter and I follow him on Facebook and all that, and he always promotes with whatever league he does and like that's like that's a good visibility for a lot of people to kind of recognize you know jamal bedlam walter scott 
But those are so those are sort of the leagues and the characters that I do watch in terms of in terms of uh, original CW. Love me some uh, some Mikey Truth Mafia. But you know what, Steve? That's, uh, that's kind of interesting that you said that you 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 uh, you watched all those things because I wouldn't have suspected that you would have been sort of into all those things or watch it. I kind of thought you'd sort of be in like a certain group and you kind of be away from everything. I kind of I kind of saw you as like a distant guy that didn't really watch a lot of stuff. You kind of you know, well, kind of like a casual viewer. Yeah, admittedly, admittedly, like when I first started out, I wasn't really watching W. As I got into the CW world, and I was, I was watching original hybrid leagues, and I used to be able to watch a lot of that. But not so, like now, it's like I still keep tabs and I still watch, but it's like, it's you know priorities change. So it's like watch everything like I used to, but I still am able to follow along and watch what I need to follow in order to like be like, hey, this guy's good, or like, hey, this league is starting to. I can just really get it. In, I can get intertwined with all that. So, it's um, it's 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 a good progress with all that. With all that considering. On a complete random side note, I just realized you know your your name Hakeem is Arabic, right? Yes. But also, but the reason I said that is because my real name's Arabic too. Not Jamco, but my real name is Jamil, spelled J-A-M-I-L. Uh, yours means wise, and mine means beautiful, which means I'm better than you. Well, I mean that would be a lie, but no, well, I'm playing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> now I'm playing. But um, but Hakeem, here's here's the thing. Aware that that's not my real name, but no. I um the reason why Hakeem. <laughs> well, you just ruined yeah, that for me. <laughs> well, I mean, I hate to break. Hate. It's like what the re- the reason why Hakeem came up though is because um, like um, like I'm like you know with any African parents like they. Like even if you're not born in Africa, like they just think you're African, but it's um, it's like there was like a lot of my friends back in the day, like when I was in high school and all that, and like they would call me like Hakeem or Hakeem from uh, Coming to America, right? Because that's the that's the Eddie right. Murphy movie where like yeah. his name is Hakeem and he's like an African immigrant. He doesn't know any of the Western cultures um in in the movie, so like people would call me Hakeem or Hakeem. So I used to be. And they, they couldn't be able to pronounce my real name, so they would just call me, hey, Akeem, you know, yeah. so all that so all that stuff, so it's like, you know, but I've embraced it to where it's like, okay, away, you know, so. Well, but, uh, uh, you just kind of broke my heart a little bit, because I thought we had, like, a connection, but you kind of basically said that's not your real name, so. I'm, hey, if I can give you, if I can give you, if I can give you a hug, I would, but we have to follow guidelines here. Well, Jamco. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll move on swiftly to uh, different things what i what i think about some of the older old sort of caw stuff and we're going to be talking about biggest changes about sort of things that have changed of course over the sort of stuff that we do i remember that you and uh old yeah. rcwf used to do a couple of mashup shows i remember uh with mm-hmm. um uh, a few sort of things of course because you, you're very very similar um I'm, I'm doubting you're going to be doing any sort of thing like that again because of course it, it takes a lot of time but you know whatever happened to uh edgar is he still around what does he do these days Edgar is actually still around. He goes by Kiro Star. That's K E I R O Star oh, with yeah. an extra R. Yeah, that's that's who that's who Edgar is now. And uh, he pretty much R K D A. Um, and he's really doing still, but he also does like YouTube streams about gaming and memes and all that kind of stuff. And 
Uh, he's uh, he's actually, I think, about a week or a month or so, like, he just created his own original CAW. So he All started right. getting into that. Yeah, he started getting So, like, you'll, you'll probably hear him quite often uh, as the year uh, gets longer. But um, he's still around. He's just like, you know, I follow him on Twitter. Um, I talk to him, and uh, whether it's wrestling or anime or joshi or whatever like we 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 still kind of like interact and talk um be well um he hasn't done that in a while but he'll pop up on like an hcw show that i post and he'll comment on it and i talk to him about what he's been up to like making his own book he's trying to get into like writing scripts and all that stuff in other places so he's 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 off well so that that whole big four anime that whole anime four, they're like they've like splintered, but they're all doing well enough to where deal with that why we splintered. But it's um it's it's interesting to see how that all happened. Like I I believe I believe we were supposed to do like the uh, crossover. I think it was called Exodus. I think it was what it was called back in oh six oh seven. But uh, it just I know the third one, the third Exodus. We were supposed. I had one on hiatus. Right. Uh, I think. PAWL had stopped at that point, and it just didn't—it just didn't come to fruition. Well, again, I—I uh, I always remember one of my um, after my own show back then. It was kind of one of my first uh, commentary gigs, sort of doing something else, and that was on his uh, on his show. D- DJ Rocky used to go by, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, what was it DJ? Uh, what was that again? I thought it was DJ Rocket. DJ Rocket, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's what I remember yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, I, I haven't spoken to him uh, since. Got it. The- Man, that is that is quite old, man. You're probably no different than me at that point. Damn. Yeah. I don't have that name in a long. I don't know why I remember it. It just kind of it, it came to my head when I remember and like when we used to we me and Loudon and uh and him used to do his do his show and, and back then I wasn't into anime as much and I had no idea like who the characters were and I was trying my hardest to try and, you know, not sit there in silence, but I was I was, I was only like 15, <laughs> I was like fifteen years old and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I, we're getting old, man. It's just a uh, yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> but it's like someone trying to juggle me about her. I had like hair on my chin. It's like, dude, I don't have any gray on my fucking beard. So don't don't lie to me like that. And even if it's a gray, if it's like a gray strand of hair, it's a silver gray. Yeah. Though that's just my way of coping. That's basically what it is. So, you know, even hell, even like you mentioned with Loudon. You know, I mean, he goes my he goes. It's about Malik these days, but like you, I he's still loud. Yeah, so I, said like, to, I said to I said to him, I said you're still loud, and I don't care what you say. He knows he's still loud, and bro, I don't want to hear no Dante or Malik or whatever. Yeah, he's fucking loud, and and like he's doing stuff with Battle Pro and a lot of other stuff with other leagues. So kudos to him. Like he's been yeah. a long time friend of mine. You know, he's doing well for himself. Well, before we sort of wrap up the uh, the old conversation on uh, old, old CAW, what do you think is the the biggest changes that you've seen in terms of not necessarily the games, but the the culture, the atmosphere, environment, people, groups, um, just kind of anything on on that spectrum? Yeah, um, I mean, just for the big ones, but I think I think one of the big ones to me is that I think. People are willing to put others over. I think that's a big one yeah, to me yeah, because yeah. because and, and it's not like a old school new school thing. I'm not trying to do that, but it's um a lot of these leagues today have it so easy. I'm I'm gonna be completely 
lot of these leagues have it so good because back then, dude, like YouTube was barely a thing back then when I was starting, and then that was its own cesspool. And then obviously, Call WS and Smack Talks, where you had to yep. figure out codes on your own and shit like that, and yeah, front mega upload, like it was hard. Now, like, you have YouTube, which has grown so much now since then. Like, you have YouTube, you have Twitch now, you have Discord. Mm-hmm. All these things where you can really, like, put together shows without a moment's notice. You have capture cards now to where you can just, like, get a device and record shit. Like, back then, I had a top, you know, computer. So, it's like, I had to install yeah. the actual capture card inside the hard drive. Like, burning, that's how much... Burning, burning it onto CDs and trying to get the CDs Fuck, over. yeah. God oh damn. my yeah yeah recording it on cds and all that nonsense it's like dude like these guys just have it so- <laughs> and i'm glad it's evolved since then because i don't know if a lot of you leagues would be able to handle that to be honest with you but yeah and day, but honestly like that goes to my point though Saturday today they're willing to put each other over to where it's like for the greater good like that would never happen at least for the most part it would never happen back when i was starting there was just there was just don't quote uh, CW politics. Well, the there's time. too it many just... manipulative people as well that, of course, oh, sort of worm their way, God. worm their way to the to the owner and be like, "Oh, I'm not putting this guy over, and if you do, I'll leave." And then they would almost be like, "Oh, I don't want you to leave," and they almost didn't have the the balls to to say no because they almost felt that they were the show, which is like again, no one surrounding, no one person is the show. Dude, they didn't want to lose a spot. Like they would try to stooge off. Yeah. And like, oh, this league isn't worth the attention or worth the shout out. So they want to keep their spot. Like you, you see it all around you today. Like so many of these leagues are doing crossover shows and stuff like that. You barely got that back then. You wouldn't <laughs> have like Christ. you wouldn't you wouldn't have like a small time league, the big top five or top six of CW Underground. Like it wasn't gonna happen. So it's like I'm glad now people accept the fact that it's not about me. It's about everybody, and that's what it should be with this community. And, I, and also, I think another I think plus, too, is that I think the wrestling world in general like have been more accepting with CW. It's like they're more uh, – and, and I think it's a low-key one, too, because I think a lot of the wrestlers and companies are looking – appreciating more. Like, look, you, know, you got Xavier Woods doing up, up, down, down. You don't think that was somewhat inspired by CW? Like, you yeah. don't think that whole avenue of up, up, down, down or – other wrestlers doing Twitch streams or doing like um, WWE simulation games. You don't think that wasn't inspired by CAW back then? Of course, yeah. CAW, with the way things have been done in terms of the gaming world and wrestling, like I, 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 I it's one of the newscasts that I used to do along because I, I was so like disillusioned with pro wrestling at the time, and I had stated that CAW has now become an alternative. Yeah. Uh, pro wrestling to me like in terms of the entertainment like i know they're not the same but i said that cw has become now an alternative vehicle for people that are just so disillusioned yeah actual pro wrestling and i and i remember this one guy in that one circle i won't mention his name but the newscast is still up there if you want okay. he was trying to argue with me that uh you know like do a world pro wrestling and cw they're not okay oh, i'm telling Telling you that CW is an alternative. Like people don't like people don't think or listen before they post. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I said CW was an alternative 
people that aren't impressed or watching pro wrestling that the way they want to watch it. They look at CW. It's like, wow, these are actually creative people doing wrestling the way I like it. As yeah. Wrestling. Yeah. And he kept trying to argue and circle. And it's like, at that point, it's like, right, think whatever you want to think. But it's like, now I feel like I'm a little bit validated. Gone and the CW and pro wrestling changed. You know, I mean, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, and, I, and obviously, like, now, saying that to, you know, it's like, fuck it, what spot? There's no spot in 2020. It's just the matter of there's going to be people that are going to watch your product and are going to be entertained by it. If you can just do that. Yep. It doesn't matter if it's one person. It doesn't matter if it's 10 people. It doesn't matter if it's 100 viewers. Or that. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if you put on an entertaining product that you put your into to where you in the community, there will always be somebody watching. Only putting yourself in a dangerous predicament if you keep trying to undercut or undercut people that are trying to do what you don't want to do. So, I, my advice with you know the cock community in that sense is like, I'm proud of the way, but for people that are trying to come into this community and trying to become like a black eye or are trying to become. A trying to dismantle the community. I don't feel like you should be a part of it. There's a lot of people, there's too many people in this community that put too much work and effort and time. And what you're trying to do is ruin it for everybody. You're trying to... Yeah. And for people like that, they don't need to be a part of this campaigning. Or you have no, to me, it's like, you have no place here. Don't don't come in here trying to ruin it for the fun for everybody. Well, you talk about those uh, that old guard, as it were, and those old groups, and that's kind of the idea of how Cool Stars came about. All you know, way back when, two thousand eight, nine, whenever it was, because your collisions were out there, and it wasn't as easy as a character to get into a, a big mashup show like that, or even get your show into a big mashup show like that, because it was almost as if you have to pass an initiation. But it was almost my group, my mashup show you know, my guys, and, and that was kind of its own little bubble over there, which would almost be the, the elite of the of the, of the the shows and the big guns and anybody. And I managed to get on, I think, two of them. But even, you know, even going into the first one and the second one, it was almost a, a even a task to get in there because it almost had to see, like, well, are you big enough? You know, can you be on here? Can we allow that? And, it, and it's like, it's interesting now... Yeah when you look about back all that time, because all those ones that were sort of dismissed have become the big ones now. And all those big ones then have all just fizzled out. And you think, well, you know, what was that really, what was that really worth it? And it's good to know, especially that those people who may have been dismissed didn't give up. I know some did. And, you know, that's a shame because, yeah. you know, people shouldn't have kind of gone off and kind of been ousted out due to, you know, something that they likes to have done, which obviously is, is not, not really nice to, to think about, you know, being in a position where basically you feel crap about yourself because people told you that it was what it was crap. But you know, I'm good. Those people sort of uh, continued to to do it and have become something because they didn't let people tell them that that it was different or that that they you know weren't worth anything. Yeah, no, I, I, I you know, it's, it, it's a different era. I said before, like we're the second golden era. Like to me, like there's there's a lot. Out there that are making the this something worthwhile to be a part of, and those people, those leagues will stay around, and those that are clearly to find ways to uh, dismantle and usurp a lot of other leagues that are putting their best foot forward, they'll eventually have the light being shown, and they won't be 
way the nature of the community usually goes. And, um, to, you know, to your credit, like you said, like with Call All Stars, like, you know, all this bullshit about, like, well, is my guy going to mm. put in my people over or people or my people that don't go over? Like, it's 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 about the match, it's about the story. If my story I needs to lose against another person from another league, I have no problem doing that. I've done it many times. Like, mm. I have no problem putting ACW on a losing to prop up another league or try to prop up a story within that league because at the end of the day, you want everyone to succeed. I mean, I'm not one of these assholes that are going to be over here. I mean, well, I mean, come on, like your character against mine, please. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it just, it comes out so douchey. It comes out so yep. cringy, you know? Stupid. When you, when you <laughs> think about the long-term picture, it's so fucking retarded. Like, why would you ever think where, like, you know, people just come and we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this, and my guy's going to go over, and that's it. I might even do commentary if I want to do it, but you're going to do it the exact way I want. It's like, dude, how do you expect... No. Why are we doing a crossover then? You I... tell me that. But, you know, that's that goes that goes without saying. Well, what goes hand in hand with CAW, and, and we talk about politics and different things, is also the actual uh, professional wrestling that's out there. And, uh, you know, when I see you commenting on uh, various topics, whatever's going on in the professional wrestling. I actually feel like, even though we've never had a, a discussion about, you know, various topics, uh, you know, on a call with each other, we can actually have very similar uh, opinions when it comes to, you know, WWE, AEW, you know, independent stuff like that. And I, I always see you get into some sort of uh, <laughs> argument with someone because you've also, you, you tend to get a lot of the pro WWE guys uh, Lucky yeah. to have an argument with you because of something that, and I, I always find that hypocritical because guys like that always uh, always, always annoy me because, um, and, and again, I'm guilty of doing so. When you when you get to a point where you watch something religiously, you're more, you're almost programmed to keep watching it. So you're not actually watching it because you're enjoying it. You're watching it just because you you kind of feel like you have to. And it got to a point where I was like that, and then I stopped years ago and thought, okay, I'm not going to be doing this anymore because what is the point of me one watching something that I'm not interested in two it being like three hours. So it's going to be taken up my, you know, most of my day, of course, me living in England, it's, you know, the day after rather than, you know, 2 a.m. in the morning, if I want to yeah. stay up anyway. And then the third thing being the fact that it's you fast forwarding it because half the stuff you don't even care about. So it's, it's a waste of time. And then the kind of the breath of fresh air as it is to go and see something different, whether it be a W ring of honor impact, new Japan, all, all the things, you know, Mexican stuff, um, even when the Lucha Underground was around and things like that. And you get those people who are so pro-WWE, it's almost that blind faith in the sense that we're not bashing or you know having these debates because we hate WWE, but it's like any other form of entertainment. If you don't like something, you, you have a competitor. You go, when it comes to, to small businesses, to the big businesses, you want to turn it. When it comes to anything as, as simple as mobile phone carriers, to, to banks, to, to anything, even games, you know, games console, things like that. You don't like something, you're going to switch over and you're going to go over to here. If you're going to moan about something and then continue to watch it, you don't get to moan because you're almost punishing yourself. And, you know, you can't, you're you no one's going to really listen to you if you're going to keep watching it because then you're just moaning for the sake of moaning. And, you know, those kind of pro WWE guys have, uh, you know, need to kind of have a bit of a look at what they're actually defending. You know, they're not defending a wrestler. You know, you're defending a big company, you know, who 
the devil in a suit, as I say, is at the helm of it with, uh, with, with everything else. And, you know, especially when it comes to topics, not even about, you know, I don't like this person, WWE promo character, whatever. If you have seen, uh, you know, things coming out, whether it be stories about, you know, the inner politics or, you know, which, you know, if this doesn't turn you, then you really, if you have not seen a episode of dark side of the ring and have not been angry with Vince McMahon yeah. or WWE, then you ain't got no heart because half the stuff on that makes you mad because of the way that things have been handled. And, um, you know, in terms of, I don't know why I went off on a rant there, but in terms of back to the questions, what actual stuff would you say that you currently watch right now? Uh, well, first of all, I'm glad that you laid that all out. And I want to fully because a lot of understand when I criticize and when I call out like WWE for a lot of the things that they do, because here's the thing, like, like, like you or like anyone else really that's watched pro wrestling grew up with WWE and hmm. I used to watch it to where, you know, I mean, I, I didn't get to watch it during the golden era. I was probably a new generation attitude era kid, obviously. But at the same time, it's like, it was during a part where there were some in the WWE, but I was still watching it because I would always give it the benefit of the doubt. So, yeah. When, you know, that's why when, you know, these, and I call them drones for a reason, because, <laughs> because, like, I used to be one, because, like, that's the thing, like, I used to, by experience, be one, but there was a point, I think I would say around 2015, because that was when CM Punk left, that was when Daniel Bryan retired the yeah. first time, and that was when The Shield broke up way too early, in my opinion. Mm-hmm started seeing the tide start to shift for me personally yeah and when i fully just started you know not supporting them and not just like not why actually too like people that's what people don't understand like people thinking like oh well you'll be here next week i mean well if the ratings tell you anything people who aren't back but it's like you know it's like it's, you know subscribe to the network i haven't bought any merchandise from them in like who knows how long i haven't been watching them i haven't watched the show of rock smackdown while in a long while like it's it's like i put my money where my mouth is it's like what you said it's Absolutely. you can't keep criticizing something and going <laughs> it's like it's like it's like being mad at your ex but then still trying to text her saying like i want to come back yeah you know yeah. what i mean it's, yeah, yeah like it's like dude like at some point it's over when it's over like if there's some sort of way you can reconcile come down to it right now you're just not feeling her the way like with WWE, it's like I find them a lot of there's a lot of egregious things that they do, especially now. Yeah. That it's like I will call like when there's like I know there's WWE fans out are fans of it, but they will call it out when they want to call it out. They talk with me and they'll when I am a fan and I don't say, you know, this is wrong or this is like something that looks at them in the bad light. But with these fucking drones, it's like like there's no it's like that like Vince McMahon could do no wrong. Like the yep. WWE is the only company out there that matters, or the, it's what wrestling is all about. Fucking moron over here about how the dark side of the moon, the dark side of the ring, as you brought, <laughs> the they brought the up the moon. dark side of the I know the fucking thing. <laughs> I'm just saying the dark side of the ring, they wanted to bring that up and say, like, oh, it's a fucking anti WWE yeah, yeah. propaganda tool that AEW is fun. What a fucking universe are these people living in? It's like, dude, like you've got 
this company fucking and during a pandemic releasing and furloughing yeah balance and then bringing them in without guarantee back like what are you talking about and it's like dude like i used to be that kind of guy when i it was bullshit but at some point the bullshit will break you and it's like at some point that's not to say like i want them to go out of business which they won't yeah i want them to die it's not like i'm saying that i want vince to die or i want these talents to like go away because there are certain talents that i still do keep tabs on check it out when i can but with me, it's like I keep tabs on a certain point of like gifts and YouTube highlights and you know online, and that's 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 about it, dude. Like what what you asked earlier, it's like the only wrestling that I'm following right now, it's like AEW and Act and a lot of these other Japanese promotions, like you know, and Noah, All Japan, and you know, Stardom, obviously, and you know, all this the leagues that I know will not insult my intelligence and will provide me a product that I am entertained by. Like, those are the type of wrestling that I watch. Hell, if WWE gets better down the road, Yeah, I will support them again. Like, you know what I mean? But it's up to them. It, should, it shouldn't be up to you. It shouldn't be up to me. It should be up to them to provide you a quality entertainment. Who should buy or watch? It's not up to you. It's that kind of cultish behavior, isn't it, where you can you can put, yeah. you can put all the negatives in a row for someone and and almost push that agenda of this person's wrong or this person's bad, and they'll still find a way of kind of having that that ignorance, that sort of head in the sand moment of but but I but I know WWE, I know they wouldn't do this, I know Vince McMahon, he wouldn't do it. You don't know Vince McMahon, you never met him, so how can you say when someone's done some evident sort of topic? Put it all the cards there for you. Even probably tried to put a balanced argument. And if you try and do a balanced argument, and all that comes out is negatives. Well, I think that pushes a point anyway. Where it comes to some of these, you know, uh, subjects on on some of these documentaries or, or on the dark side of the moon that we we've seen on some of these uh, documentaries in particular. And I'm a big fan of AEW. I say that quite a lot on the podcast. And uh, one league that, oh, sorry, not one league, one show that not a lot of people uh, talk about, but I do say it a lot of times, is MLW. That's always one that I like. Uh, like checking out. Yeah, yeah, MLW. Like that's another one. Like, it, like I'm kind of insistent with it, but like I know that you know, Philly Town Law and yeah, and Mance Warner and MJF who was there. But even though I knew MJF during CZW, so I, but I, so I knew him already. But like. Him and Hammerstone and the Dynasty. Yeah, I, I do check. I do check MLW when I can. Compared to the other leagues, I I don't check it as much as I should. But I am aware that MLW does some good stuff as well. So I, that's kind of goes to your point and my point. Like, there's a reason why it's a good thing. There's an alternative, like wrestling, like community because, yeah. like you know, with the whole cultish behavior has always been there. But I've really noticed it now since last year when AEW really began, like, and New Japan started their Western expansion, like, I can see it now. It's not even a sense of, like, it's um, routine for them to be a cultish yeah. uh, behavior. But, like, they, there's actual hatred. Like, there's actual, like, yeah. angst against these promotions and the people that are running it because, to me, to clarify, to me, they do wrestling better than WWE right now. To me, WWE is, like, a parody of wrestling to me it's like it's the snl absolutely right yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's a variety show yeah, good comparison uh, it's a variety yeah it's a variety show where it's like you it, yeah it's wrestling but it's it, to them it's cool and that's not to say like i don't enjoy a cesaro here and there i don't enjoy 
Ryan here. It's like the for the majority and how they run business and the themselves in the way they try to establish wrestling but they don't want to call themselves wrestling it's like to me it's like it insults my intelligence because they assume you the stupid and you can't think for yourself whenever you're watching their show or whenever you're watching a match they have to walk you through it and verbally hold your hand yeah like very it's insulting me because i can think for myself to know the subtleties which WWE doesn't have any but the subtlety that you can try to establish character or you're telling a story or you're trying to commentate on the match and it's like they don't trust you enough to believe that so with me it's like aw now granted i have criticized before of course i i mean i've done that i i i used to be like the doubters when i like doubting it i'm skeptical of it from the get-go i was low-key even making fun of them for a time being but once double or nothing happened last year and the things that happened I started believing more because it's like when AW first started, like you didn't want it to be another team. You know what I mean? It's like you you got so much hope in TNA last time. Yeah, you yeah, I see your point. Yeah, the same way. You know what I mean? But it's like now they were proving you wrong to where it's like, wow, they actually might have their heads on. This, this might actually work. Like an actual of the mainstream. Like th- th- this is this is pretty cool. Like the the the, the wrestling, the the people that are running, they might actually have something here. Yeah, my yeah. point. It's like no one's saying you have to be a fan of AEW or New Japan. Like, I care if you're a fan of them. That's why I always try to clarify that I'm a wrestling fan. I'm not like a company stand. It's like mm. I like any form of wrestling. Like, if if you if you do good, if you do good, I will credit you. If you do bad, I call it out. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. that WWE does more bad than good <laughs> to me, so I call it out. You know what I mean? But I won't. I'll, but I'm never like. W or and or impact when they do something that I don't like, and you know people just gotta understand that drones gotta understand that the WWE isn't the be all end all of wrestling anymore. It's a different yeah, time. Yeah. It's a different era. I guess in a way, if if you especially from a WWE standpoint, if you if you hold yourself so high um, of being like the number one you know sports entertainment company, whatever it is, and look down upon on the all, all the promotions. Uh, you're you're kind of creating that whole that mood of you know we are the only thing that comes out and even even TNA back in the two thousand two three when they were trying you know there was always an alternative and I always found that you know interesting to find a, a company like that that would look so high and mighty of themselves and would always come out you know we bought WCW so there's no competition anymore okay I said fine right that's there and they'd always come out with we are our own competition and we're competing with football and basketball and stuff right. And then I thought to myself, okay, fine, that's how they feel. Yet, but yet, whenever there is a a an alternative or something that's rising up, they'll try tactics to make sure you know that that separate alternative is dead. Whether it be uh, putting shows up in that area or gobbling up talent that they're after, or um, you know going head to head with something. And I'm thinking, didn't you always say that there was no competition? So that says in and of course, sometimes there are things that you can say without saying it by doing it. And what you're doing is you're saying that you're actually looking at this alternative as competition. Because if it wasn't, then you wouldn't even be bothered about it. Yeah, like, example, right? Like, so today's Wednesday, or at least we're recording today as Wednesday, right? Yeah. And um, so, like, 
Wednesday Night War, quote unquote, you know, with AEW and NXT. And the thing with that is that, like, when I like when NXT, like, because it was like the the uh, the successor of FCW, which I absolutely loved back in the day. I loved that yeah. FCW, but me, I loved it. I, I was a fan of the Sammy. Zane, Neville, Kevin mm-hmm. Owens, uh, Finn Balor era of NXT. But then, like, see the cracks, to me at least, and to maybe others like you or maybe, but I start, I started seeing the cracks form a little bit. But there was, like, an, uh, a revival. There was an American Alpha mm-hmm. to where you can ignore those cracks and be like, okay, well, it can't be that serious if they're still providing stories. Cool. But... Now, it's like, to me, like, even though I guess you can say NXT might be better than Raw and SmackDown, it's nowhere near, to me, as great as it once was. It's nowhere near yeah, yeah, I agree. As, as as consistent as it was. So when AEW started, when they, and when I finally see NXT announce, oh, we're going to move NXT to the US on a Wednesday, it's like, it's just typical, it's typical Vince to where the when AWO stated that they are not trying to be competition, they're just trying to be an alternative. And, you know, like people, and, pe- and I had the. Oh, why are you guys mad? Why is AWO. Dude, you're missing the point here. It's like we know NXT was on one. It was the fact that they had to move NXT from the network to the USA network to compete with Dynamite, which is on TNT. Before becoming direct competition. That's the point. And it's like you have to explain this to people so slowly they still don't get it. And it's like I'll even I'll even give it you know, I know you to UK. And it's like the whole UK wrestling scene, oh, like I, I, I look at it and it's like but I have people like you and others that I follow and I look at it and it's like, you know, all these companies like Progress and ICW and even I and all these other companies just kowtowing to the WWE to where nobody can work anywhere else but the mm, UK yeah. with Rev with Rev Pro being the exception, obviously. I had people like I think this like his name was Justin Sism, right? From World of Sport. Yeah. And yeah. he was and he, 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 he made that post about he wants to make the, the scene thriving and that we don't need NXT UK. Yeah. And I saw all these NXT UK superstars and their fans pretty much like pile onto him, you know, Attack him from every direction, and now here we are in 2020. Now, UK is like a shell of a shell of its former self, and mm-hmm. like you've got other creek for that scene because I'm not from there, but you can see it. The, the 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 scene isn't as thriving as it once was. Now, dude, it's like yeah. it's like a it's like a I don't know how you would call it. It's like it's like it's empty. You know what I mean? That's kind of my point. Like with yeah. WWE, they do things from the past, like they did. CW and TNA that they're doing here now, but but fortunately now people are like smarter. Like people are aware that they do. Like you remember back in the day, like if somebody was leaving WWE and they would go to maybe another promotion, they would bury you on your way out. They would try to put you. They would lines. I would make you look like shit. They would try to lower your value by trying to bury you. Now doing that, people. People know what you're doing. All you're doing now is creating a martyr. So if they do mm. go to AEW, if they yep. do go to New Japan, if they do go to Impact, they'll become an even 
than you, what you just did. I look at someone like John Moxley, dude. Like, I look at him, someone mm-hmm. that took the chance, that took the risk, and said, I don't want to be this Dean Ambrose character. And now, part of me, he's a bigger talent than he was when Dean Ambrose. He's out here in New Japan being the U.S. champion, having yeah. the G1 matches. He's an AEW. He's the champion of their of their promotion. I look at people like him. I look at people like Brody Lee. I look at people like Lance Archer from New Japan. Like, these guys took yeah. risks to go to and realize that WWE is the be-all, end-all of wrestling. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize that to where they don't have to even be in legacy. Like, Okada can obviously is going to be guarded as one of the greatest of his generation, if not greatest. And someone like him, he doesn't ever have to step and people still look at him as a first ballot Hall of Famer, an absolute A1 legend out of, in every aspect. That's what kind of what my point is. It's like, mm. like, you know, with WWE, it's like they feel like they own wrestling. They feel like they, and then for a time, yep. they monopolize wrestling. But now we've got so many promotions out here that are doing, people can choose now. People can decide, fans and wrestlers alike, where they would like to place their money, where they time and their energy to support. And I think yep. that's the greatest thing about it. Well, that is uh, that is uh, a take that I wholeheartedly agree with, and uh, I could have a whole damn podcast on the flipping UK independence scene and what the hell happened to that <laughs> over the past over the past five years, especially with you know the UK and Jesus Christ with uh, yeah. with that old thing, and yeah, that's that is certainly a shame because it's, it's sad, especially if you're uh, if, if you if you're kind of a British wrestler who is kind of anti WWE or you know have those looking at that company, you got this you know no offense, you got this American company kind of coming in and being like you can't work there i'm like fuck off i'll work wherever bloody want to work <laughs> and, and that's kind of what it is because it's like you know you haven't even you've been here for what five minutes telling me on some of these promotions that we've all been trying to build up for the past 10 years because it was already dead in the early 2000s because it was you know promoters screwing each other over for the different areas around the country and it's kind of come in and stuck the knife in again and i, I remember when that first i don't watch nxt uk uh, i don't think i've ever watched an episode and I, when that first the news first broke out about that that it was evenly split it was the guys that were really annoyed they're going to kill the scene then there were others that well this could do well for the scene i personally thought hell it do well for the scene because i looked at the analogy of actually it comes in it takes guys that maybe have been doing it so long so they go up to that brand then the independents get all the guys from the wrestling schools that can then move up, and then the wrestling schools get more. And that's kind of how I look at it with independents in America and AEW and all those other places. But then it got to the point where it's that it's that political um, distraction, as it as it were, and that's what WWE has become a political machine now, especially because of you know all the the hands in the jars that they're in, as as it were, and putting these contracts of you know you're going to work for us, but you can't work for anywhere else. So then. The promoters that have maybe been working with some of these guys who've been loyal for 10, 10 years or so, you know, is uh, is is a no go. And you know, the great thing about England, especially, is because we you know we shared a lot of talent with Europe and a lot of the Germany guys and the French markets as well. And you know, it all over sort of Europe, over to Eastern Europe as well, working around those independents, which kind of worked. And I, th- I think as well. Uh, maybe it's a British thing, but a lot of the guys are very. There is a section of them that are very sort of hard headed, and what I mean by that is you can get the NXT mm-hmm. UK that come and get this person, this person, this person. But like, yeah, I'll join you, whatever. But you can't work at this place. Yeah, whatever. But there will be others that will be like, hell no, you know, the, the David stars of the world that will be and try and take you down and say, this is what I believe in, and I'm probably going to get shit for this. And of course, with David Starr trying to get the the union 
the whole unionizing type of uh, subject that comes up and you know it's almost like go into the promoters and saying right he wants to unionize wrestling we don't want that you you don't book it and but at the same time it's these promotions and these head of the promotions that i'm looking at why are you taking orders from them for you 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 can be in a working relationship there's no contract so why is it you're allowing them to dictate yeah yeah it's like um i don't know it's like I look at someone like Walter, right? And it's like, I was like, as I was following what he did and his match that he would have, and it's like, the way they brought him in, and like, and I know he said that he doesn't want to move to America, which is fine, but I see him, I see him last year at Survivor Series, and the way they put him there, and it's like, dude, like, like, you've got one of the more technically in your company, and that's mm. the way you portray Walter in his first like big main brand uh pay-per-view it just it goes without saying like i look at someone like you know tony storm like tony storm was getting a lot of buzz prior to becoming a part of nxt uk like she was going to be female talents that are about to lead a generation it's like now you barely hear anything about her you barely hear any buzz about tony storm it's like and like you know they they were so they were trying to get zach saber when he was in the cruiserweight classic and he Luckily, you know, declined it, you know, and, and I'm and now he looks smarter. Side, but now yeah. they're still trying to move forward with NXT Japan and shit. Like, dude, like, oh, yeah. not every, not every, not every country, not every culture accepting towards your brand of wrestling. Like, to some people, you might be the 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 emperors of pro wrestling, but to other people, you're like the Harlem Gold, right? Like, you guys are just like these people that are just like a traveling circus guess whenever you come around mm. towards their town but it's like at the end of the day you know i, I don't want too much but like a lot of the japanese wrestling fans there's a certain part of wrestling that they enjoy that WWE will not be either yeah, yeah every week and and it's like with the uk scene it's sad because like they didn't have to like they didn't have to like kowtow to them they didn't have to like um yeah. bend the knee towards thriving dude like i would hear it every every time i would hear like man progress is really starting to make the mark icw is on the wings here wxw is doing good for the yeah rev pros out here like i was hearing a lot south side i was hearing a lot of things about you know the scene and now it's like they've completely just kind of sucked everything there's like all the scraps like maybe you have a david star here or maybe you have like others there but it's really just a lot of people that there's a level there and it's like they took everyone seen that is at the top level and they're not doing example of hoarding that is just really a negative influence not just for rest that's what i don't understand like i get it's a business but long term you're not doing anything with them and it's like you're just trying to lower their star power to where they can be beneficial to you and you wonder why you're struggling making stars in 2020 it's like it makes no sense to me you know what i mean so it's like yeah WWE, it's you know WWE, it's like they're hard, like they're very hard. Fans are very hard. Not all of them. A lot of them are hard headed to where it's like you know you mentioned last ring and you know I watched the Owen uh, episode last yeah. week and you know I will admit I will admit that you know when that whole debate started about putting Owen Hart in the Hall of Fame, the W Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, I was one of those people that are. Like, I think Owen Hart needs to go to the Hall of Fame in that. I think Martha's being bitter. And I thought, yeah, yeah. you know, Martha, you know, Martha's being selfish that 
she doesn't want be remembered in that hall of fame but now like as you grow up and you look into more things and you listen to more things and now with that episode i was completely wrong mm-hmm. because because now it's like and I, and, I, and I have no problem when i admit when i'm wrong but i was wrong here because like and people gotta understand like she lost a husband dude like yeah she lost a husband and her kids lost a father and to us yeah owen hart was was wrestling but to them she was he was just a, like wrestling was secondary to them mm-hmm. so like when they lost him they have no allegiance or any involvement into a hall of fame with a company that was at least somewhat indirectly involved with his death like i don't i can't i can't i can't watch that episode honestly think that he should still go to the hall of fame because it's mm-hmm. like he's he's already in other hall of fames like she even said like if new japan offered her yeah, yeah, yeah. Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. She would do it. Like at least we'll contemplate it at least. She just doesn't want it to be with the WWE. And quite frankly, because like at the end of the day, they directly involved played in, in negligence within that whole to where they were indirectly involved. And I'm not gonna let like their like she's not gonna let her late husband be a name within the Hall of Fame so that way they can make money and profit. Fuck it. I I I, I, I support that. To me I support that. Well, that whole damn Hall of Fame that they have, or, or what they claim to call it, is a goddamn pantomime anyway, so it's not even seen as like a, a prestigious thing. And so when people kind of get wrapped up on that, I'm thinking, you know, when it comes to liable death and lawsuits and families and, you know, loss of a person, and you're still wrapped up about, you know, 10 minutes of you watching her come on stage and Owen Hart being in this Hall of Fame, it's not for you. You don't get anything yeah. out of it. You just watch a show that they get out of it because they can put a ring on, slap some merchandise, and off we go and do some DVDs. You don't get nothing out of it. The Hall of Fame isn't yours. It's not the fans. It's theirs. It's a it's a kind of well. Think about it. It's one guy making the yeah. decisions on who should go in it. You know, you can criticize the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, those kind of ones, but at least it's a committee of people. And you know, they've had criticisms of maybe you know bands like Kiss who have you know took a long time to get in there. But you've got one old white man. Telling everybody who should be in his prestigious wrestling hall of fame, which basically says who effed me over on the years I hired them and who kissed my ass, which is basically what that is. Oh, are you evil? Uh, whatever. And then you've got Triple H who just basically take all the old ones and be like, oh, I can look cool because I can get all the, the ones that were angry at Vince and they'll be happy with me and then we can get them all over. Triple H, man. I'm glad you, I'm actually glad you brought his You know, people are going to win the hard way, man. Like Triple H, people think like he's gonna be the savior of this country. No, he's gonna he's gonna be the one to change course. For like he's cut from the same cloth. He's cut he's cut from the same Stanford Connecticut cloth too. He's no different. He's not mm. even gonna be running the company. It's gonna be Stephanie. It's not gonna be even. Oh God. He'll run the day. He'll run the day to day operations. But you will be begging as Cena as Vince is now. And although I do think he should pretty much be like ousted. You're going to be begging for him to come back. Whether he's alive or dead by then is up to you. But he, you're going to be begging for him to come back when Triple H is definitely run this company. Because I don't think... me, I think... You can say a lot of things about Vince, and I would probably agree with you. But, like, his business acumen is still, like, in terms of, like, people that invest into the company with the stock market and mm-hmm. those that have been partners with him for all these years. I don't think Stephanie has that power. I don't think Stephanie... I don't even think Stephanie has that intelligence. And with Triple H, like, 
here's th- with Vince, he was willing to make a difference with kayfabe or outside of wrestling. Absolutely, yeah. He's will he was willing to at least make a fool of himself if it meant that it was going to make the most money. I mm. don't see Triple, I don't see Stephanie, let alone Triple H, lowering themselves to make a fool of themselves for the greater good. Because with Triple H, everyone with um, you know, and the way he's broken within that family, it's like. Triple H is very insecure with his spot and his, and his legacy because people don't think out of the level of Austin and The Rock and Taker and Foley and Hogan and all those. It's like, well, you aren't. Like, there's there's levels to these things, and he, they've done it. They tried for all those years. Bullshit. Like that, they tried for years to tell you like, Triple H is one of the greatest of all time. That level of the and Austin and Taker, like he might even be better. And it's like, dude, no one bought oh, wow. that bullshit. I, it's like nobody fucking believed you. Like even, it's like, bro, like I'm not, even, I'm not even hitting on Cena because Cena gets a lot of bad things too. But it's like there hasn't really been a star since Cena. Yeah, the last one. Because now you look at it today, it's like I can appreciate a Drew McIntyre, right? I can appreciate, you know, um, Kofi Kingston when he won the. T- yeah. Hey, Daniel Bryan, I can appreciate those guys, but they, but compared to what they had prior, yeah, you know, Seth Rollins, you know, and Seth Rollins is another. You can like Roman Reigns. They try with Roman Reigns, and it's like no one looks or feels like a star compared to even Cena. And Cena wasn't even a star. Yeah, back then, so it's like because they, they're so worried now about the brand. Like brand is bigger than anybody. In, yeah, the brand is the star now. It's not like. Austin and Rock could be the stars of your company, and they then you live by them. It's like the brand is the star, but the problem with that is now when the, if the brand is shit, the star the drawing power is gonna be shit with it. Yeah. So it's like you gotta provide the quality of entertainment that your brand needs to be in order to be able to make the most money. Star power. Or else, well, guess what? Ratings go down. Attendances before the pandemic go down. Your subscriptions go down. It, it's just the way that the world works. You know. You know what I mean? You know, I think uh, you and I should uh, well, I should bring you back on to do a future podcast, all things uh, wrestling, <laughs> wrestling related, because we have a lot of stuff to talk about, especially and uh, half of that won't even be covered on the on the on this edition because we've nearly gone two hours, and heck, we can go five six with the with all. I was saying, the wrestling. can they handle it though? I don't know. Huh? I would say, can they handle it? You, you and me doing like a. Like well, I mean, I mean, they, pro- they, pro- they probably moan of our opinions, but in a sense, that kind of is, is the point where, you know, I, f- I feel like the opinions that we have aren't really out there as much because there's almost nah. that, that agenda pushed where everyone goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Whereas, well, hang on a minute, let's not agree with everything that's seen. How about we question what we see sometimes? Because not always everything is as it seems with, you know, the way that you see on social media where, you know, think of things a bit more maturely than just, well, WWE said it's a good idea, so it must be a good idea. Well, no, how about we, you know, think about that yeah. more smartly? Yeah, I mean, like, with you, like, you're a reasonable person approach. So it's like, think, like, there's some sort of, like, war, or, like, um, like a console war, like, back in the 90s, Nintendo yeah. and Sega, Marvel, you got to side you gotta pick a side with me it's like look i grew up in an era where i knew w was great and they can still be great get on them so much because i know they can still be great 
with these talents. Like they have arguably the biggest load of talent right now, a point of their era. You know, in terms of like t- in ring and promo and all that stuff, they have the greatest set of talent that they can pro- that they can mm-hmm. have. Right? It's like you have all that talent and you're not doing anything with them, or you're underutilizing them, or you're pushing them to where the fans don't accept. Yeah. Like, yeah, part of the talent might have something to do with that too, but it's not fully their fault. They're only being given what they're being told to do. Like, they're only being scripted what they're being told to do. Like, they have to fall. Ultimately, it's on one person because he runs the whole thing and his family runs the whole thing. And it's like, if that mentality doesn't change, you can, you can, like, like, you know, Apollo Crews can win the U.S. title one day. And I'm proud of him, by the way, because, that, I mean, that's long overdue, but oh, he can win the U.S. Yeah, yeah, that, that happened on Raw. Wow. Yeah, I'm proud of him for that. And like, look, I, I proud of is a good dude. He's an impressive, talented dude. And I tweeted this, and I was like, I know nothing's gonna come of it. I know that this title win and this title reign he's about to get, nothing's gonna happen to Star, or people are gonna pay attention to him, or they're gonna give him any type of uh, chance to really grow into this position. And that's just been the way things have been. People that they've gotten that right with as a kid as Drew McIntyre, you know, it's like Drew McIntyre and uh, before that Becky Lynch and yeah, Becky Lynch, but she's like the only one to where it's like they really push her to be a star, and it's like if you can't do that for all your, you still have them in your company. Let them go out there and find their way to so where they can be stars elsewhere. And if you're impressed, you can bring them back. It's it's. But like people like you and me, it's like we're wrong for putting that shit out. Well, I'm always a big advocate for you know the boys because you know you think about all the all the crap they go through just to get to the you know the promised land, as it were, of of wrestling for you know everything it is, and you know uh, you know a big fan of AEW just because of how they can take someone who is underutilized and just something as simple and easy as the way that some you know someone's booked and. WWE's, I think, is almost oversubscribed with the amount of guys that they've got because it's, as you see with the releases, it's, we're buying all these guys and we're doing nothing with most of them that can be used. I mean, I look at Brody Lee, right? I think Brody Lee has talked more in one week on AEW than he ever talked ever in WWE. And it's something that's just <laughs> simply as small as that. It's like simple as a character, a story. We just did something with him and you can see the biggest difference. It's almost. And we can have a good old conversation about who they see as a guy and who they see as working and not working. And I just think because you've got so much people and it goes through one guy that it just gets up in this kind of bubble of this crazy maze of stuff that doesn't even make any sense. But we have, uh, we're coming towards the end of our podcast. We've been talking to Hakeem Johnson. And uh, if you skipped most of this podcast to, Listen to that part. Go right back to the beginning, damn it, and listen to this from the beginning. Before we head on out, though, we're going to do our famous Q&A before we, uh, before we head on out with Mr. Hakeem Johnson. Hakeem, I, uh, I asked you two uh, questions that are questions that I ask everybody, and then I ask you a couple of questions that uh, I have made up unique for you today. So the question that I ask everybody on the show that you will be the one answering is, who is the most overrated CAW? <laughs> In like the league, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean a, a character, a person, not necessarily the show, but like a. Oh, enemy. okay. Uh, 
Yeah, fuck it. But I, I hate to, I hate to like kind of pile onto it because everyone said it. But Timmy Turner, like, I mean, come on, you know. See, this is this like, is not this has actually not come up many uh, many times, and that's that's something that keeps being uh, rearing its head on, on this quite a few times. And I've I've heard the sort of various stories, but w- w- what is the obsession with Timmy Turner? Can someone please explain this to me? I might be the wrong person to ask this, but from what I can see, or what I from what I know, it's more so like uh, Timmy Turner came from uh, this league called. He was like basically being pushed as that guy, and people didn't see it as like, well, he's a kid that makes wish. Why of all people would he be the guy you want to push? And it's like I understand it, like sense because I did that with Haru Glory. Like you know, he was a guy that people didn't really back in the day but like was a fan and i was like gonna push him but it was but i eventually evolved haru point i think with timmy it's like from that league or the and then people just started to uh have their own versions of timmy turner to where he became like a nuisance in the in the community I, because maybe that's probably more so to do with the owner than the character himself um but uh in terms of like off the top top of my head i guess timmy turner timmy turner would for sure so would that be on the other side who would you say is the most underrated underrated this is a little harder because like you can like yeah there's like a, a lot of candidates yeah, but easy. uh under i think huh shit i think if I had if I had to pick at least one, at least one of them would have to be to me like Atlas Jones, Atlas Jones from, from DCA and uh, CCL because okay. like he has the, he has the accomplishment. You don't hear him uh, compared to a lot of others that have been in that position as a uh, forefront with their league. I think. I think, like, to me also, like, I know he might not be underrated to a lot of people, but I think AJ Young, too. Oh, my God. Like, I think, I think, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like to his accomplishments or anything, but it's, like, I feel like the AJ can be, be even more. Like, I, it, it might take one, one thing, one angle, or one, like, kind of nail it. But I think like AJ Young to me like he should be like like because I, I, I always hear about Ben Hopkins I always hear about yeah fuck it like I always hear about you know get get us and all those guys I always hear about CW like AJ Young I'm no I'm sure he's up but more like I feel like people rate him at a certain level that is beneath him I think he's better than that to me I might be I may be wrong. Could be wrong, but I think I think he's another one that uh, could be seen as underrated. There's personally a, to me. There's a group of uh, listeners now pointing angry at their screen, being like, "Hakeem Johnson, what are you saying, AJ Young for?" Hey, look, man, I'm not. I'm, I'm here to give it up. Hey, I'm here to give opinions, man. And like, people gonna hate it or love it, man. You know, That's that could right. be just the gym talking, though. Yeah, how, how, how's, that, how's that going for you with your with the gym, dude? One third. 
Oh my god! <laughs> One third of the bottle, baby. I'm today. Well, at least we didn't uh, get. At least we didn't get a drunk Hakeem Johnson. I can imagine that might be a bit different. You don't want that. <laughs> okay, I don't. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> so we're going to get into uh, some questions. Uh, we're going to be uh, two uh, questions. Two questions before we uh, head on out here that I've composed for for you in particular, Mister Hakeem Johnson. So here is uh, a couple that we're going to throw your way, and this is going to be a unique one that I'm going to throw to you. If you could invite five famous or noted people, past or present or whatever, to dinner, who would you choose? So you've got five people. It could be anybody you want. So like it's not tied down to CW, just like anybody, period. Yeah, anyone, doesn't matter. Doesn't doesn't have to be CW. So who's number one? If I can invite five people, um, past or present. Ah, fuck it. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll go a wrestling route here. But um, five people. I, Kobashi. Yeah. Um. Samoa Joe, like circa two thousands Joe, but okay. Um. I would invite CM Punk. Okay. Um, Bret Hart. Huh. And I would invite Vader. There you go. Now that that'd, is that's that's that is, and actually the ones you pick, they probably all get along with each other, you know. Exactly. That's probably why it works. Can you imagine that? Those five together. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be kind of a unique one. That would be one where uh, <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't have to think about one guy because uh, you've got guys like Joe and uh, and Punk that you know are inspired by Kabashi. You got Vader who you know with Kabashi as well, and and kind of talking about yeah, that's I quite like that one. That's quite cool. Yeah. Hey man, yeah. like uh, I, I was watching with the Kabashis and the Masawas back. Ah you know? yeah, you damn right. Fuck yeah. So the the next question or the last question on uh, on here is what irritates you the most? Like in general? Yes. Uh, <laughs> fuck! I'd be like Chris Jericho and pull out the. But uh, I'll just I'll keep it a one though. But uh, taste me though is when people are purposely disingenuous, like. The one I cannot stand. I can have conversations with you per se because I know it's going to be an honest conversation, or I can talk with other people because I know when someone tries to purposely be dishonest right. and tries to misconstrue my words and my beliefs against me, it pisses me off because the point of a conversation. It's to understand, not to necessarily agree or disagree, but it's just to understand maybe another perspective of a topic you're talking about with somebody. And I feel like in today's climate, that's been a lost art. It's been a lost art to where people don't want to admit that they could be wrong. People don't want to know much about the topic. People don't want to admit that they that the other side or maybe the other person they're talking with may have a point. 
They feel like they have to be right. They have to be the ones that have to be right because I'm saying it because I've been taught this for so long. I've been told this for so long. Even like people just don't want to admit certain things. And I feel like, and, and, and I, I guess you can say that when I do these Twitter conversations with drones. It's, it's really in general. It's in general where it's like people will f- will 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 listen to what you're saying and will pick out sound you're saying and misconstrue it against you to make it seem like you said something than what you originally meant. And to me, that annoys me because it's like honestly conversate with me. You came here to win, quote unquote. You came in here yeah. to discredit me. You came in here to push your own narrative and and, and discredit my own. And it's like, that's that doesn't get anywhere with anybody. And I think a lot of people, to me, I don't care what side of things you are in life, care who you are, backgrounds you may be. I think talk more. I think if more people just conversate a little bit more, and it might be a little bit less utopia of things, but I think the world could be a better place. I think just conversate more and just a bit more, and just maybe maybe agree to this. I think we can get a lot of things done would surprise people, but unfortunately, I may be just a minority dreamer in that situation. Well, uh, what a way to to end the podcast. I've been talking to the gin-drinking Hakeem Johnson. And I also must say, uh, as a disclaimer, because uh, we must do this on our professional podcast, that yes, he did bring up a certain brand of gin at the beginning, and we must also say that other gins are available. Uh, to to drink, <laughs> regardless of whatever floats your boat, you know. With that, I'm not getting paid for it, you know. No, none of us are. It's all good. Where can we find you on the old social media? Is there anything you want to promote on here before we get on down the road? Yeah, um, CW. Uh, you can find on YouTube. You can find me on YouTube. Just you know, at slash uh, the anime CW. You can find you the official acw twitter as well at the official we have discord server that you can find within our descriptions of videos uh, we have a well the official acw if you want to subscribe to that as well we have our mega event channel on youtube you can subscribe as well and um for a personal you know tweet find me at hakeem is winning h on twitter um i obviously am fairly active there and i'll t- you and um I, I also have a newscast as well um the newscast with hawking johnson which i've rebranded to be more uh wrestling centric podcast away from acw and all that stuff so you can check that out as well on the twitter at the Keemcast. and other than that that's about it we just had fusion last week um if you haven't checked out fusion it's on the Go watch it if you haven't watched it already. And um, we're just continuing our season with ACW. So really, there's no uh, stop gaps or uh, you will. But uh, that's that's all I have. And uh, oh yeah, Bombay Gin. If you want some Bombay Gin, go to your local bar or. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Place. Wait a minute. You said you weren't getting paid. You're getting paid now. Look at you, trying Hey, to- listen, man. Hey, listen, man. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking of the future, man. Now, granted, if you do get a sponsorship with Bombay. <laughs> <laughs> I do want. I do want. I do want my. Pers- 
if, uh, if, any, if, any, if any rep from Bombay Gin is uh, listening to this podcast and uh, wants a sponsor deal, uh, I'm available. He's available. Uh, and we can use him as, uh, you know, when they use in commercials where they go, man, I had this product and it was so good. We can use you as the as the, 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 the client that's had, the, the customer that's had the, uh, the experience to be like, I've had Bombay Gin and it's good. And they stick the thumbs up and go, it's good. Jamco, I'm not even playing, bro. Like, you're going to have to do one. Talk is Jericho advertisements where it's like you're gonna talk to a guest. It's like, yeah, yeah, man, that's that's a yeah. Really get into that, but before I get to that, I want to talk about this Bombay gin. Well, I when I just do that fake, <laughs> yeah, Hakeem, that's funny. But what also is funny is oh Bombay my gin. god, <laughs> the way the way Jericho does that makes me laugh all the time because like he'll try to finish up a talk and I really want to talk about. To that, I want to talk about Omaha Steaks. It's like, dude, <laughs> how, how do you segue from like, yeah, we're gonna get into uh, Matt Cordana and uh, uh, Mr. Kurt Hawkins's uh, time in FCW, but you know what's really good for my pets is this literature. How do you segue from a career to literature? It's like, at least tries. Hey, I'm just saying, Jamco, like, at the end of the day, if you at least let a brother know that you got yourself tagged with some Bombay gin, bro. I just want my, I just want my flowers. That's all. I, I want my percentages. That's all I want. No, all you want is just free, uh, free bottles of gin from them if they, uh, if they ever do sponsor us. Or that too. I'm not. Hey, I'm not. A, I'm not choosing, bro. I'm, you, know, you decide how you want to decide it. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show here. We finally made this happen, and uh, you never know, we may see you again here on the podcast. Hey, thank Jamco. Honestly into this podcast i know it's something you've been wanting to do for um and uh, for a lot of people like they came in these podcasts shit like that but no one so it's like you know no one ever asks like if, if, if i'm able to do it within the time like i'm I have, i'm more than hop on a podcast or any stream and just shoot the yeah. shit but uh jamco's a good dude he's a great dude he i've you know i've known him for a while so you know it's more than it's been more than an honor it's been uh podcast. hopefully i do your podcast we can really some other stuff as well he is right i am a good dude i am a legend also as well and uh <laughs> it's uh, it's been good talking to you we will catch you down the road obviously come back and talk about all professional wrestling whatever whatever stuff comes up in uh, in the future but to all the listeners stay safe uh be good to one another and we will catch you soon see you later later stay cool All things FWC on the FWC Collection Channel. Hit it, it's a twat.